it's time for the Nerd Cube Podcast! Yay! So, I'm so sad we left the EU. <laughs> and I'm so happy we stayed in the EU. See, it's an old dance joke. You actually reports, stole my joke. Matt from, from the new prison camp he lives in in Ireland. <laughs> Wow. I did steal your joke, which wow. isn't even in the vault. Let's not talk it? about EU. Let's talk about very important things, because there's something I think we all have to talk about that is the most important thing that has happened in the past couple of weeks, and that is that Roman Reigns has been suspended for violating the wellness policy. Uh, Can uh, someone steroids. explain to me what he actually did? Because I can't find steroids. anyone that tells steroids. me what it means. Okay, the wellness policy is generally basic. It's basically just... It's oh, all drugs. drugs. Steroids. It's steroids. not, stero- steroids. It's not ah. just steroids. If, like, Adam Rose, I really doubt that steroids. He looked like he was on that. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, but um, Roman Reigns, it seems to... It's very... A lot of people are reporting that it is steroids. Because it feels like yes. that policy is so wide, it could he could have done a lot of things wrong and still have fallen foul of that wellness policy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he could have he could have committed jaywalking. He could have not looked both ways no, before crossing always, the street. No, it's always drug related stuff, as far as I can tell. It's yeah. like don't do drug related things. What happened is um, basically every wrestler since the year two thousand five, like they're all dead now. So what? it's wrestlers die <laughs> faster than anyone else. So finally, Hulk Hogan is totally still alive. Yes. Not in not in WWE's eyes. Yeah, yeah, as I was say, he, he kind of is, but also he's he's, he's not. He um, doesn't need to anymore. He now lives in a mansion made of solid gold. A lot of yeah, a lot of wrestlers die, so the WWE after a while went, Hey, let's just have this thing where we actually make sure they're staying healthy. And not, a lot of people go, that's kind of bollocks, but the fact that Roman Reigns is their top guy and they've kicked him out when he was about to be set up for a wonderful shield triple threat. Well, 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 no, no, this is interesting because it said they knew about it before Money in the Bank and they kept one for Money in the Bank and Raw so we could set it up and the thing will, and his uh, thing I will end just before I don't think that that's true. Really? Because of the following reason. They're about to do the brand split. They are. They're about to the brand split, and they, have, they could easily have waited another couple of weeks with that news. That wouldn't have leaked out. That wouldn't have been a problem. They easily could have waited for it and ha- then have the top guy appear at the top thing and then yeah. suspend him just after Battleground so he appears at SummerSlam. Well, yeah. That I, would have been the yeah. way to do that if that was what you were doing there, but they didn't do that. Uh, so I think that they've gone, actually, shut him down now because their policy is important to them. And that's a good thing. Kudos to Dodoe for doing that. Well yeah, done. Yeah, they have a no-tolerance policy on it, don't they? Yeah, no-tolerance policy on all that stuff that is kind of killed off a lot of wrestlers. So, yeah, good. But there's a plus side to this, because I might be interested in watching Raw now, because Roman Reigns isn't on it going, I'm the guy. Well, yeah, but SmackDown and Raw are like, separating off, so you never know. Not he yet, might not though. Be on it. My, if Kev- Either way. Like, I'm just hoping that Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins go to the same place, because then I'll just watch that one. <laughs> That's my plan. Yeah. And apparently, apparently, um, Mr. Mr. Money, 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 ching with the. Do- <laughs> what was that? Just- <laughs> that Donald Trump's theme song. No, <laughs> well, it's Shane Man. Donald Trump's is actually Donald Trump's theme song is the one they actually use for Money in the Bank. What the money? Yeah, because that's his. Uh, that's the uh, theme song to The Apprentice in America. Hmm. So they. Uh, so yeah, but it, Shane McMahon's actually winning both apparently. Interesting. They just have different general managers. Okay. Anyway. Interesting. Roman Reigns. Yay. Yeah. Fuck that was you, silly Well, there was E3 and stuff, but I feel like I've talked about that enough on I mean, podcasts. Yeah, we did We did live stream all of them, yeah. and you went on the fucking like, co-optional pod, yeah. podcast and talked about it for about four co-optional hours. Co-optional podcasts? I don't think it's called that. Well, you should get them to change that. It's a better title. Yeah. 
Our, our message TV now. You know, we should legally try and get the word podcast changed to podcats. No. Wait, how'd you do that? <laughs> you just go back we in contact time. the dictionary. Go back in time and make Apple call it the pot, the, what was it? The, I know, you'd have to change the cats bit, so but yeah, instead of casting, you'd cats it across the internet. You have to go back and find where the word cast comes from. No, there's like, there's like a, a whole episode of South Park where they're trying to get a definition of a word change. They contact with the masters of the dictionary. Interesting. Are they trying to get the word fag changed. Interesting. It's a word to change, that one. If you're going to change any yeah. word. Because they were using it and it was like, you're being sexist. And like, no, 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 no. We're just being it. It's like you're a terrible person. Not, It's nothing to do with being gay. Uh, oh, right. I read that as the cigarette one, but all right. Yeah, well, it's American, aren't they? <laughs> but that's like, why no, I really want to change it. That was my favorite like pre-E3 thing was the Watchdog trailer. Oh, God. No. <laughs> that was the worst thing. Well, we've got the time machine out, by the way. Can we go and change the name of Fanny Pack for Americans? Because that's hilarious. <laughs> Americans and your Fanny Packs. Uh, fanny means vagina. <laughs> <laughs> it does. But in America, it means bum. <laughs> oh, the confusion that must cause in dark rooms after a few drinks. Yes. Americans should never okay. visit here. Now, be I, I think it's worth talking about a few post E three things. Because uh, there were a few there was some information that came out after E three regarding some things. Yes, yes. There was. Um Fallout 4 VR. Yes, That's which made me immediately on. go out and buy a Vive, so you finally got your wish. Uh the control <laughs> scheme for that is teleportation. Mm-hmm. So that was but how's VATS going to fit into it? There's a lot of interesting things there, but, you know, it being teleportation makes sense, and that's good, but it probably still won't work very well. Um, there was the news of... I literally... I forgot completely. Good. Hotline Miami oh, 2 got its level editor. Who cares about Hotline Miami 2? Well, that's, that's, been out, that's been out for a very long time, hasn't it? It that's has. seven months, I'd say. I mean, that's... A, mm. Really? Only seven? More than that. Yeah, it feels like it's been out longer than that. Oh yeah, I thought it's been out at least a couple of years. Mm. Oh, my, been, my, favorite my favorite quote, my favorite quote actually came from Microsoft. Microsoft, Last who year. um, just just so you know, just so you all get into like the appropriate fever pitch and want to go out and reserve your new Xboxes. Um, someone the <laughs> the official comment on the Xbox One S in terms of how much it will improve the performance of your games is. It will have no impact on games at all. Literally no impact. It's nothing. It's literally nothing. So that's Microsoft confirming the Xbox One S is nothing, literally nothing there. So, you know, don't, don't like, strain your fingers going to reserve that thing. Meanwhile, the I mean, Scorpio gets absolutely no exclusives whatsoever. In, in fairness, the Xbox One S is probably a pretty good deal if you want a next-gen console. Um, if you don't have one. It's it feels strange. It feels like it's like gone the opposite. The pendulum has swung away from like because I know like we've talked before about the bollocks of the 3DS and the 2DS and all the different iterations and games that can and can't be played on each. The Xbox One seems to have gone the other way, which is there's basically if you've already got an Xbox One, I see no sensible reason whatsoever you'd bother getting the Xbox One S or the Scorpio. Yeah, well, yeah. By the sounds of it, the only change is 4K, and 4K really confused me because how many people have 4K ready televisions? I don't does Pat. He keeps telling. Well, yes, but Dan also lives in a mansion with a sumsum room and a Dalek <laughs> wing. He does. You know, D Dan is part of the 0.1%. He I, is one of the hyper-rich on his a yacht. 27-bedroom apartment is not a mansion. 
But I, I, I think most people about. probably don't have a 4K TV ready. I was wondering that 4K TV was cheaper than most of the regular TVs. Well, no, this is the interesting thing about 4K now because, you know, I bought a TV the week and the 4K TVs were about the same price as the 1080p ones. Yeah. Uh, because... I mean, inherently, the cost of, a, of a, a panel isn't necessarily the density of the pixels. It's more about the size of the panel yes, because the bigger the panel, the more issue of errors. And, you know, then, you know, throwing away a small phone panel is, isn't that bad, but throwing away a fucking 50-inch panel is. So 4K has been already cheap, and I didn't buy a 4K TV because there's nothing I care about running in 4K. But um, the, Xbox, well, the Scorpio is interesting because unlike the 3DS, the new 3DS... It's not being made to make games have better graphics. It's literally just being made to run this exact same game in 4K, just just the higher yes. resolution, and that's it. It strikes Which... me as a high entry fee for just that. Oh yeah, well yeah. Or <laughs> you could just go and get a PC. Well, no, this is the thing. Like, like 4K gaming is so pointless because it's it's the difference between like running a game in 4K is so power hungry. And you could use all of that power to make the game look fucking amazing when it's 60. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I prioritise frame rate. Prioritise frame rate. And in terms of the TV I buy, I've got a TV that's got really good fidelity and really dark blacks and mm. a really high refresh rate. And I would rather prioritise that when I'm buying my TV than a 4K TV because I think the end result looks better. Yep. I mean, I think the thing with, with as well, is it, it is just the quality of the, the, the display. And 4K is... Probably better. It's a lot better than 1080 on like large, like 50 inch plus. Yeah. Like at that size, it's better. But for mo- I mean, you don't. I don't. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You, it's a very minute difference, really. Um, I, I, you'll notice nicer shadows and a better frame rate more than you will the fucking higher res. Trust me. It just feels like a really, really odd thing to buy an entirely new... Well, rather, to release two entirely new consoles for. It's almost like it's a gimmick, John. Mm. Yeah, but like we've never seen an entire console released purely for a gimmick before. <laughs> the okay. Wii U. Oh, uh, okay, the Wii U. The, okay, kind of the Wii U. Can, kind the of the Xbox Wii U. original with the fucking shipping with Kinect. That was a fucking... Yeah. Yeah. We've seen this a fair few times, in fairness. This feels even more minor than the Wii U, to be honest. Just 4K resolution. Yeah. This feels very, very minor. Well, it is. It's for people who want it. Good old shadows. And the thing is, though, as well, I think the Xbox One S is just better for that anyway, because that supports 4K movies and Blu-rays, which are the only thing I'd ever want to look at in 4K. I've never bought a Blu-ray in my life, and I never will. Because if I wanted no. to just sacrifice an extra four pounds, I'd just throw it off a bridge on the way home from buying the DVD. Well, I agree completely, but... I hate both uh, of you y- for that so much. Well, Blu-ray well, is fucking... a jillion times clearer and better. That's like, going, ah, I'll just have VHS. Just VHS of the Lego movie. Yeah, then my collection of Disney VHS tapes, I'd still be able to watch them. But oh, no! no. Look... As someone who buys movies, HD movies on iTunes, I mean, the quality... I mean, between a, a, a Blu-ray... Like, I got Inception on both, and I compared them, and I couldn't really tell the difference. So, I mean, it doesn't you make much of a difference You can't tell the difference between 480 and 1080. Well, no, it's a HD download, Daniel. They exist now. <laughs> Not on the internet. You can actually watch videos in HD on the internet. 
You see, I've, I've never liked the argument of, well, the human eye can detect the difference between these two things, therefore one is a big step up from the other. Simple is, if you watch either of them independently, your eyes and brain will perfectly settle into, yes, this looks nice, this looks pretty, I'm having a good time and I'm immersed in this, one or the other. People are perfectly happy watching things at 25 frames a second or 30 frames a second and just accept it. Sure, they would be able to see the difference if you put it side by side versus 60 frames a second, but people are perfectly content watching a film or a video in both without it being a big problem one yeah, is still a yeah. step but, up from the other but, but, but the former is still fine but people were content just when they stabbed a wildebeest in the face to just eat it before they cooked it people people used to be content with you know spider-man one until spider-man two came along. i'm not, I'm not really sure what we're things. arguing about yeah here. but then spider-man three came out and that kind of ruins the analogy about? that's true please what are we arguing about oh god well we're, we're arguing about what death stranding is actually about if you were uh. following this conversation. Well, hey, look, fucking actually buying a HD download is fine. Yeah, so I've fine. never bought download. I like well, the thing is, right, I hate physical shit because I just lose it. And, like, I, I, then I, I like having everything digitally and in the cloud and locally downloaded as well because you don't rely on the cloud. But it just means that I could have all of my hardware done and it's still have all my data. I I'm scared of the cloud to this day. Right. I don't like the cloud. Right. Because, it, because as far as I can tell, it basically just produces nudes of you. And if you store things ah, in the cloud, yes. then sooner or later, nudes of you are, uh, just emerge on the internet. Yep, that is true. Yeah. And, 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 and that's scary. Like, one minute you're storing your Steam games, and then next, all of a sudden on Entertainment Weekly, there's nudes of you everywhere. And then they're all on Gawker, and you have to sue Gawker, and... Well, then you end up with $100 million. Yeah, actually, yeah, that sounds fine. Yeah, <laughs> it sounds like a net profit, really, doesn't it? Yeah, actually. No, but that's it. Like, a 4K Blu-ray... Versus a uh, 1080p Blu-ray, you will notice the difference, I, I think. And you're not there's no real trade-off there like you'd get in a game, because when you get 4K in a game, you are trading off graphical fidelity and frame rate. Yeah. You're not with the Blu-ray. You're just getting a better picture. There's no trade-off. That's fine. And the Xbox One S does that. Just get the if you want to buy an Xbox One, just get the Xbox One S. Fuck the Scorpio, fuck the current one. It's the cheap thing. And why? I mean, if, if you might as well get well. Yeah, but now get a PC. now it's all with Windows. Yeah, just get a PC. Yeah. Oh, oh, in fairness though, the Xbox One S is significantly cheaper than a PC. That was a big thing they said that they actually they basically uh, Microsoft said that they're not too keen on how the Windows Store is doing and they're considering bringing stuff to other platforms. They on are. PC. So Though whether that means like like Ubisoft, you can buy it on Steam, but you'll still have to log into the Windows Store bullshit eventually to claim it or whatever. No, they'll definitely do that. Yeah. But you know what? I'd still like to buy it on Steam. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to buy it on, on Steam. Steam. Just because. What happens when Steam is. shuts down and they shut down Steam servers? You lose Where, access to everything after thirty days. They <laughs> said apparently Steam have stated. That if they ever have to close down, they'll put out something that lets everything work. Can I can I can I say something that, that has never been said by Steam? That's an internet bullshit thing. Well, that's why I say apparently. Yeah, that's not true. Uh, it was just. Can we just say whatever we want if we say apparently? Yeah. Yes. I didn't know you. Oh, that's how the leave and remain lot have been getting away with it. That, that's how the Daily oh. Mail operates. <laughs> apparently, the Queen supports. Allegedly, supposedly, it's speculated. Well, yeah, but that, that, that's the thing. Like, it's. The thing is, though, it's one of those things which, based on, it's probably not going to shut down for a long time. Yeah, it makes them infinite money for doing bugger all. It's a, it's a win for them. Yeah. But mm. the thing so, is that genuinely, Steam is if it shuts down, then that's it. You lose all your games. 
No, that, that, that's it. I think that's the argument against digital stuff. Like, you know, I buy, buy my stuff. Well, I know, because you can get DRM-free stuff on the uh, stuff like uh, Good Old Games. Well, you, yeah, yeah you I buy, I buy stuff, directly yeah. from indies whenever I can. Yep. Mm. But, but this is it. Like, I will always use Steam just because otherwise I will lose things. Like, having everything in one place, that's always there. Because if I buy something off an indie website and I download it, I'll forget about it at some point. Well, you see, with Good Old Games, they're actually offering the the ability to transfer your games over, aren't they? From Steam to Good Old Games. Like, five games. Yeah, but it's, it didn't work for me either. But, it's just it like, you don't have any of these games that I clearly have. Yeah, but it didn't it's, work, so. It's, it's interesting Good. steps. You can always it's add stuff steps. to Steam. You can just open up Steam and then add stuff to it. Oh, yeah, I, I, do, I do that. But, oh um, my god! You just the purposes of, of of updates and downloads, I prefer to have it through Steam, just quickly automatic, I guess. Yep. Mm. Plus, you know, I, I, the, the downside with DRM is like, if it was DRM and therefore you had to have the files, you then would have to have everything installed or have the installation files on your PC for everything, Hello? which would eventually start stacking up when you have hundreds Hello? and hundreds of games. I have one thousand. Hang on, I have uh, one thousand and seventy-nine games. Yeah. All of them are installed. Bloody hell! And Why I have two hundred forty. Do you do that? Do you just hate your? How, hard how much drive space does that fill up? Uh, that must be terabytes and terabytes. Yeah, that would be terabytes. Five point two terabytes. Matt, that is a dumb thing to do. I That's a, a really terabyte... stupid thing to do. Look, I have a six terabyte drive dedicated to it. I've got a two terabyte. Well, drive well then you can only add games. another twenty percent onto what you've got. Then what are you going to do? Yeah. Well, I've got three hundred gigs free. Yeah, and games are getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and 300 gigs is going to get filled up by a few AAA releases very quickly this year. Well, this, well, You're going to hit that plan. limit before the end of this year. I'm sure, well, this is my plan, though. When I get close to limit, I'm just going to start deleting some, some stuff. Like, for example, the biggest game on Steam I have is Call of Duty Black Ops 3, and a whopping, like, fucking, how big? It's like 70 gigs or something. And ridiculous. how many minutes have you put into that? 63. Awful <laughs> game. I'll, that's, that'll be going first. I'd like to point out that the uh, Batman vs. Superman Ultimate Edition 4K Blu-ray is 100 gigabytes. It's AAA format, Fuck. so it's 100 gigabytes. So films are getting up to about 100 gigabytes now. Wow. I only ever that have like, the games I'm playing installed. Yeah. Well, no, I, I do that as well, but like I, at least the original purpose of me getting this machine is I didn't want to... I think I had shit internet as well, so I didn't want to have to be go, oh, I'd like to play that game, but oh, I'm going to have to wait like a day and a half to download the fucking thing. I just I like don't... to be prepared, Matt. I like to be prepared. How does that make you prepared? Just just basically say if I want to play a thing tomorrow, I'll Yeah, but I'm bad at that. Yeah, but now you've got really I mean, good internet, so what's your fucking... Well, the thing is, yeah, now I have really good internet, so that's a bit of a normal... Yeah, now you're, you're an internet god. Filling up a 6 terabyte drive pretty much writes off a 6 terabyte drive. That drive is not going to live very long at all. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but then when it dies, what happens to all the data on it, Matt? <laughs> well, none of my saves are there. It's literally just game files, install oh files. Just, but then you'd have to install... Oh, no, John, Johnny's not listening to this. <laughs> Look, I like... Okay, Let's talk about role... someone slightly more no, stupid hang on. than Matt. No, I'd I like, like to have to everything I, I, I buy digitally Where do we find this locally person? downloaded. Do we have to go on a quest? No, we don't have to go to a quest. We have to talk about Nintendo. Oh, oh, I don't like doing that. I generally <laughs> pretend they don't exist. You see, the... Nintendo, that's not the... Right. Well, that's the... Sega. You just did the Sega song, <laughs> but with Nintendo. I did just do the Sega song with Nintendo. The Nintendo is just... Ding! Mario, gotta go fast. Yep! Woo! 
That's the. Oh, do you fucking remember the like the the original Xbox startup sound? It was this weird fucking like spaceship thing. I have literally weird, like... no idea what the original Xbox <laughs> sound is. Can't remember. I did like how it was revealed years later that the the GameCube startup sound was an incredibly slowed down version of the original NESs. And if you if you sped it up like sixteen times, it was the NES startup music, and that's what the weird little chirpy noises in the background of the GameCube were. It was incredibly what, slowed down. Why NES. were all the consoles from that generation have like why do they always, why were they always really creepy with their startup sounds and the general like? When offense, the PS4 really still has slightly weird echoing, terrifying. Noises. My PS4 yeah, boots up with the PS1 <laughs> sound effects. It's all like. Oh, you said that? Ah, yeah, there's like a theme. I didn't know you could set that. One of I mean, I don't, I don't bother. Like, I don't bother turning on the PS4 theme, much because yeah. turning on the PS4 is next size. Ah, I guess I'll turn on the PS4 and play something. Oh, you need to update your system files. Yeah. Oh, of course you. <laughs> Fuck. Didn't you do that two weeks ago? Why? Yeah. Why does my PS4 need to update itself more often than my PC does by a significant margin? Because what the hell is Sony doing? They're making sure that you don't pirate shit. But they the really do make that. They upload and make changes to that thing a lot. And it's so annoying because even with a really quite good internet, and I've got like, my up's not fantastic, but I've got a pretty good down internet. <laughs> and <laughs> Sorry, my up's not very good. Oh, no, that's just oh yeah, I'm speaking tech here. Um, I'm, 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 I'm making say. Look, my upload speed isn't very good. My okay, download speed's say, actually pretty solid. Okay, no, John, no network engineer says my up or your up. Says the man who did not believe in the power of the G's. All right. Uh, oh my God. How is Ubisoft? <laughs> okay, I may have been slightly wrong on that one. I may have been modestly wrong. I'm willing to call it a tie, given they actually said there was two pronunciations on stage at E3. Yeah. I have a qu- actually. I've got a question. What like what was the? Oh jeez, I just realised something. That the best sounds. You know, like boot up sounds for things. The people mm. who have the best sounds make the best things. Because we can't recall what? the Xbox one, but I think we can recall pretty much all of the PlayStation and uh, Nintendo ones. Why can't you record the Xbox one? The Xbox. I have no idea what, what the Xbox sounds like when you turn it on. Well, you, well no, the Xbox, I can, I can recall the original Xbox one. The 360s one, it changed about three times. So I can't Yeah, it was the old remember. Vroom. Like, because PlayStation yeah. 3 just had like an orchestra thing. PS4, I literally have no idea what it does at all. No. The PS2 is amazing. Everyone loves the PS2. Oh, the original Game Boy. Wow. Yeah, it, made, it made the experience yeah. much of a... Oh, you're fucking turning on a power plant. Ooh, you're going <laughs> to be in space soon. Ooh. I think, still think just... the PS1's the best one with that whole, like... Well, yeah, they were a lot more sort of like, you're entering the technical future, and now it's just the one. Yeah. Interestingly, the N64 didn't really have one. The N64 yeah. just had the little rotating N that was silent and went into the game. Mm. That was it. Yeah, that's kind of. Okay. Valve's got a good one, didn't they? What's that? Uh, <laughs> that the first time that dude turned around, scared this oh, shit. Oh, I shot myself. <laughs> yeah, like it always freaked me out anyway, just it existing. It just always freaked me out. And I just one day, like I opened port- like Portal Two, and it just fall off the fuck. It's never done that before. Fuck you. Oh. <laughs> I don't want to be jump scared by the fucking boot screen. <laughs> <laughs> That's just cruel. That's wonderful. Yeah, oh. and then like you've got like Windows ninety eight. Everyone knows Windows ninety eight. Windows XP. That started to change. Yeah. Oh. Da, 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 what da, da. was what was Windows Vista's boot up? Uh, <laughs> trying to remember. I mean, the nice thing about the Mac boot up sound is they've never changed it. What's the Mac boot up it's sound? Boom. Oh yeah. <laughs> that really, it's a really very distinct bong, and it's really annoying it's because 
on the computer I've got, right, I have everything going into a reverse and all that, but when you turn it on, the bong still comes through the speakers, and it comes through at full fucking volume. So it's like 4 a.m. and I go, I'll turn my computer on, just <laughs> quietly, not disturb the neighbours. <laughs> bong! <gasps> bong! Oh my god. It doesn't sound like that. It doesn't sound like a screaming man. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Wow. <laughs> I don't know what that sound is. So in my head, it's just an old, it's just an old, slightly disorientated man that's broken into my bedroom at night. It's just grabbed me. It's like, bong! Help me! <laughs> yep, you know what? You're pretty close. Uh, pretty close. Oh, God. Fuck. Right, hang on. I was talking about a very dumb person who worked for Nintendo. Should we talk yeah, about Nintendo. a very dumb person? Which so, dumb person? Uh, the producer of the new what's it Zelda Breath of the Wild, yeah, which looks like a Look piece good. of shit and not my game at all. I, I know it's, it's not my thing. I don't. I I don't think it looks shit. I think it looks. Oh, it, it looks shit. No, 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 no. Let me no, let me finish. It does look shit, but not because it looks shit. It looks shit because there's multiple different aesthetics that shouldn't be brought together. Yeah. So there's no consistency to it. Yeah. Okay, some yeah, of it I looks see. really cell shaded and some of it looks really realistic and it just looks wrong when they're next to each other. Uh, it's supposed to look pastely, but it looks a bit... It looks like it, they've it just doesn't. whacked the contrast up to hide so everything sort of white. The horses and the planes are cell shaded, the water's hyper-realistic and the buildings are halfway in between and it looks dreadful when they're next to each other. Like, when the horse was running through the water, the water was really nice and realistic, the horse was cell shaded and then the splashes coming off the water with this kind of stylized white thing and it looked really shit. Individually, yeah. if they just stuck to one, it would look fine. Because Wind Waker still looks spectacular today. Yes, but, oh, it looks so good on the fucking Wii U. But no, but like shit, this already looks awful because it just doesn't match. And it's, it's like gonna, I don't care. Okay. A game can look scruffy, but as long as it's aesthetically consistent and has really good aesthetic to it, it can still look really good. But Breath of the Wild already doesn't, and I just I don't like it. I think it'll age better than Twilight Princess, which oh Twilight Princess has aged awfully. Even the remastered version, it kind of booted up and went, does it always look this bad? Like, mm-hmm. like, it has this very specific aesthetic, and that's what it's going for, but it looks like... It, it looks old as fuck. Well, that's because you spent large parts of Twilight Princess walking around these really, really dull, blackish, orangish areas collecting tears, and which was the most boring thing in the world, but the game had you do it over and over and over. Sure I did. I like Zelda games. Hmm. I, I I'm currently playing a Zelda game and I'm thoroughly enjoying it. But I'm Which pl- one? I'm playing Oracle of Ages because I never played ah, Oracle of Ages or Oracle one. Seasons because I thought they were like Game Boy Advance things and I was like, ah, maybe we'll get to them one day. But they're actually like my favorite one, which was Link's Awakening, and they look like mm. it. I'm like, oh, let's let's do this thing. But I kind of I'm playing through it. And I'm like, all right, boomerang and this and this and this. And so I so I mean I I I like the 2D ones. The 3D ones I've never liked. Really, like I get through. Like my f- the closest they've got to being fun was um, uh, Majora's Mask, the one with the big moon, because it was terrifying. Majora's Mask, yeah, yeah. I really... Majora's Mask was good. Majora's Mask is, is a well, really good. I, I just don't think it's a good game. Like the actual gameplay is very dull. Well, Wind Waker was very good, I think. Hmm. Uh, Wind Waker was excellent. I, th- I I really liked Twilight Princess. I couldn't I never get did. into. I couldn't get into um, Skyward Sword, though. That lost me a bit, even though, really, I mean, you you fly around in it to Sky Islands. Yeah. cool, but I couldn't get into it. I don't know why. And for once, there was kind of a vague implication Zelda was actually into Link, which never normally really shows up, which was nice. Do you know what Zelda game I really want to play? The fucking Sega CD ones with the fucking awful, like, terrible cartoon cutscenes. Can't be that hard uh, to get older than these days, surely. Why, why, why? Yeah, but I have to get one, wouldn't I? Why would I buy a Sega CD? 
a Sega CD is the American. I like the Sega CD. Surely it oh, must be Sega, given literally those consoles boot up with Sega, so we kind of know how that has to be pronounced. I like the Sega Saturn. That was a good console. What Mega Drive? Mega Drive Forever. Oh yeah, Mega Drive is superior, but the I like the Sega Saturn. Was great as well. No, it wasn't. I mean, <laughs> fuck you. No. Good old Dreamcast. Yeah. Anyway, the stupid thing. Yeah, well, yeah. Let's get. Thing. We're going to get to the stupid thing sooner or later. So you know, there was a big kerfuffle about is Link going to be female or not? Oh, that. There was a whole Which big I, thing. Why did that keep rumbling on afterwards when we saw him taking his top off and wandering around shirtless? So obviously, maybe he wasn't, Nintendo okay. is super into titties ah, now. Philip CDI, not Sega CD. I was wrong. Sorry. Oh, you moron. But all right, so when they were trying to explain it away, why they'd actually kept Link male? Oh, yes, this. When yes. they kept Link male, that what the, the the actual quote, and I fucking love this so much because I saw so... this on Jimquisition. This is amazing. Oh, he's the, I haven't caught up with Jim for so long. Jimquisition's done a done a done a. I hope done he does a, this has visited this. this is it's, it's worth watching thing. that one. This is the explanation they gave as to why there cannot be a female Link. You know, there's the idea of the Triforce in the Zelda games we make. The Triforce is made up of. Princess Zelda, Ganon, and Link. Princess Zelda is obviously female. If we made Link a female, we thought that would mess with the balance of the Triforce. Oh, that's, that's so... why we decided not to do it. Because, of course, throughout the Zelda franchise, the Triforce has had clearly defined and well-understood rules for exactly how it works. <laughs> obviously. Yeah. Like, the thing is, I think Link... Like, I think the whole female Link thing, I think it's fine to keep Link male because it, he's a male character. Yeah. Mario is a male character, you know, the old... I, no, I see, you see, I think Link is... If you're going to change any character that's super popular and change them up, Link's so easy to do because Link well, is, is literally... gender neutral. Literally... Ne- yeah, complete gender neutral. And there's never been called Link in any of the games I play. He's, he's, I can't remember what I've called him now. He's, he's, he's something mm. like Bastard McGee or something. It's fine, it's fine for Link to actually be female because, of course, unlike Mario, who's the same Mario... Forever, yeah. Link is yeah. constantly being, well, and it's, it. it is it is the story that Link is being that's constantly it. reborn. It's a new Link every time as well, no, as the that world needs him. So there's reason. no reason why it shouldn't happen to be a girl that happens to be required. Well, no, that's it. But, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, they could easily make it a girl, but it's a perfectly sound explanation for the you know creator to go. I didn't want to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he doesn't have to justify his choice. It's not like. Yeah. Any it could have just sort of said, we're Nintendo. Risk-taking makes us very deeply uneasy. <laughs> like, we, we don't do risk-taking. We'll wait for someone else to do something, and then ten years later, maybe we'll do it. Like adding hunting and crafting into our games. <laughs> that was popular ten years ago. We've just added that. So maybe we'll catch up with gender equality in a couple of decades. I do, There was another bit of that quote as well, though, when they were talking about it. When they, were, when they said, uh, uh, we thought about it, and we decided if we were going to have a female protagonist, it's simpler to have Princess Zelda as the main character. And if we have Princess Zelda as the main character who fights, then what is Link going to do? Like, anything else. Like, just... <laughs> Plus also, what what has Zelda been doing uh, in games so far? Because Zelda basically just sits around eating all the pies. Yeah. So okay. why couldn't Hyrule Link just Warriors. do that? Hyrule Warriors, Zelda's a fucking badass. <laughs> In Wind like, Waker, you literally take Zelda and take her under the sea and make her stand in a cave, and then you just say, "Stay there for the next few days while I go and have fun adventures." As someone, and she well, does. I'm currently playing through 
Uh, oh shit! It's like it's a it's Mario RPG and it's it's the dreamy one. Can't remember what the fucking name is on the 3DS. Because I was like, people say that these are really good and it's awful. Because I am like literally trying to hide Princess uh, not Zelda. What's her face? Princess Face Peach McGee. That's the one. Princess Peach. You, the whole game is she's kidnapped. Gotta go save her. Kidnapped. Gotta go save her. And I just feel that this is like the thing with all of Nintendo's characters. And maybe people wanted a female Link. Because they actually wanted to have a female character that Nintendo actually don't ruin. Or just yeah. don't make the token female. Because female they had a good one for a well. while in Samus. And they royally fucked her up. So bad. So bad. So bad. Other no, is spectacularly me, awful. This is it. A female Link could work great. But at the same time, you know, they're under no obligation to make... It's not... I mean, if they don't want to make Link female... Yeah, they, they could just say, fuck it, don't go, ooh, the thing that we wrote won't make sense anymore. Yeah. Because you wrote and the thing. Not... Just write another... This is this is yeah. what this is what I really... This was a great interview with Stephen Moffat. When they say, what happens when you get to the regeneration limit? What would, would Dog 2 end? He went, no, I'll just write a way around it. Like, that's, yeah. that's how fiction works. You go, oh, I want this thing to go the way I want. In, in a, yeah, in I, I think I think Moffat goes Moffat goes too far with that situation. Moffat doesn't bother respecting even continuity he's set up. Russell T Davis had much more respect for continuity, yeah, and I, I think, think it does bother well. me that Moffat doesn't. The case he just says, you really can feel Moffat just saying, "Fuck it, I want to do this, so we're doing this." Yeah, but you know what? With Doctor Who, I think that's the best way of tackling it. But it means things don't have weight. If thing, if there's no oh, consistency, never there's had weight. Doctor Who has the there, immediate. There was weight. It. The Return of the Master had weight. Oh God, they're all talking about Doctor Who again. The Return of the Master did have weight to what? it. You John can't Sims know. first master when he came back. Yes. First time. Yeah, that absolutely had weight, and now it has no weight whatsoever because the master's missing and is absolutely fine. We all know they were going to be absolutely fine. The actual weight there was about Martha and the story and how it was affecting mm. Martha. And that's what they built on. So instead of... Because in Doctor Who, the world's always going to be saved. The Doctor's always going to be the hero. It's how it affects the companions. That's Not always complaining. It's also it. the Daleks. In in, Rus, in Rusty's era, the Daleks mattered because there were so few of them. And you understood where they were and how okay, many were left. Okay, you can't say Rusty's era considering it was the first series. And by the end of them, there was a fucking army that got vaporized. But you knew they were okay. Because they were absolutely just everywhere still. But there was always just a few of them hanging on to existence. It was always just those last few that were slipping through things. And you could follow who they were and where they were and what they were doing. But now, fuck it, Daleks just come out of the... Come, oh, out, yeah. of the, come out of the arse no, wherever it matters. With, like, even in Tenet's later ones, with, like, Stolen Earth and stuff. Daleks everywhere. Daleks up the arse. Daleks, Daleks. Davros and Daleks. But then, like, at some point, the, the Power Rangers Daleks pissed off, and now Daleks are just wherever the fuck they need to be. And love, no one seems to care. I love the, the Paradigm Daleks. Daleks just everywhere. They had such a cool story set. So when I went to the Doctor Experience, where you actually go and have a walk-on ride, one of the actual bits uh, was that a screen would come up in, like, you're in a Dalek base, and, like, a, the, the Paradigm Daleks were there, and the, like, the, the Russell T. Davis era Daleks would turn up, and they were actually fighting... Because the other ones didn't want to give in. There was a Dalek Civil War happening. And Moffat had set up a Dalek Civil War storyline. And never wrote anything else for it. Because those Daleks were so unpopular on their design. Mm. But they had a Dalek Civil War story. It's a brilliant story. And if I had I the, like the Doctor Power Who, Daleks. I, like that. I thought they were quite good. I like them as well. I like that their their heads are the wrong size because they got the wrong measurements on their top half to their bottom half. One was uh, metric, one was imperial. That's why they look so weird. Bloody EU, eh? Bloody EU. 
but yeah, so that's uh, Legend of Zelda being a piece of shit. Oh, we're on Doctor Who now. No, it was pissing me off. Let's talk about Fuck. Doctor Who more. Yeah, we're dumb. I'm really glad about Sea of Thieves. I want to gush about Sea of Thieves because someone at Microsoft Thieves? remembered that, that one. It's the one made by Rare. Someone at Microsoft has that remembered that they <laughs> own no, Rare and that Rare's <laughs> what? Describe them. What describe game the game to me because they're all. Pi- they're all Pi- the same. I thought that was an Uncharted game. No, pirate game. Um, kind of cartoony. You oh, and other people. Oh, the one with the people... fucking twats with face cam in the demo. Oh, that thing. Wow, that oh. yeah, that trailer really put me off that fucking game. Oh, it looks awful. fun, but then I was like, eh, you guys. Yeah, but if if yeah. like if you're not a twat, and I know you're a twat, Matt, but some <laughs> other people that me and some other people that me and Dan might know might not be twats. I only like know if you therefore two. we all played it together, it might be more fun because there'd yeah. be less twats involved. No, but actually, no, 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 John. Sorry, I have to interrupt you. There. That face cam is actually permanently on the screen with the random quips happening. <laughs> it's actually a feature of the game. A lot that's just an AI. That. That, that's just a quip AI. Oh, yeah. You know what? Like, you know, the division would have been so much better if it actually had that really seriously. I'm having fun here AI. That was like, you know, the fucking people who were playing it in the fucking demo. You know what? If fucking the division had that built in, that'd be a fucking great game. I mean, I'm just excited. Shit. I'm just excited because someone at Microsoft remembered that they owned Rare and that Rare actually used to produce good games and possibly, if given some creative freedom, might create some good games again. Yeah. Rather Ooh. than just making them make shitty Connect Sports titles. Ooh. This reminds me regarding a studio that a big AAA publisher owns that was going to give them creative freedom. Um, Criterion's Extreme Sports game was cancelled. No. I wasn't really following that one. Why was that one looking so promising that that's upset people? Because Criterion were really... making a car game away from EA's jump... shitty Need for Speed Well, not series. even just car game. Need it was for just speed news. Sports. The idea of like jumping out of a car into a helicopter... Directly. They had literally and, no footage or anything about it. I mean, they're really early prototype stuff. Yeah, footage, from like E3, got 2004 or something. But like, this sounds like an optimistic Kickstarter pitch to me. Yeah, I mean, what well, it was last year? It was basically what happened was EA took Criterion over and went, "Hey, you know, you make that awesome Burnout series. Well, we're gonna make you make the shitty Need for Speed series into Burnout." Perfect. And, yeah, it didn't actually work that well. It, it was alright. I mean, like, uh, I can't remember what the fucking game was, but one of the Need for Speeds that came out was quite a lot like Burnout Paradise. Oh, well, three of them were quite like fucking Burnout. Yeah, but they were never as good as Burnout. So then they went, alright, Criterion, no. make your own thing. And when Criterion make their own thing, it tends to be quite good. So everybody was... I, I was really excited. I'm a huge Burnout fan. I was very yeah. excited for something new from the people who made Burnout, and it's just been canned. And then they were like, oh, no, 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 they're going to work on the Star Wars games. Yeah. So, yeah. Boy. Get a real job. Work on Star oh Wars. Milk that so, teat. Milk that lightsabery teat. I just looked up the, up the Need for Speed games. There was a Need for Speed game called Need for Speed No Limits uh, for mobile full microtransactions, which are the <laughs> definition of limits. It's like fucking Disney Infinity, play without limits. What a stupid tagline. Okay, call our game that. Also, it was developed by uh, Fire Monkey Studios, which are the people who make real racing, so it was clearly just real racing with a Need for Speed badge, similar to how... Yep. The, one of them was need, was Burnout with a Need for Speed badge. Yep. Which isn't what people want from Need for Speed. No. If I want to play Burnout, I'll play fucking Burnout. If I want to play real racing, I'll play fucking real racing. Did you see that oh. itch.io thing where you like the circles, the, the other circles? That added my Agrario. Agrario. That one, yeah. That Itch-io. Agricultural. Yeah, that, Farming simulator. That that added microtransactions. That has microtransactions. Bro, it got fucking huge on YouTube. They yeah. I imagine I imagine when the person made it, it was just like a little free experiment thing, but then it just got really 
fucking big. Well, I've read this is actually this is what this is actually how that model works, and he literally just makes free games, waits for them to get popular, sells them, and then starts building the next one. That's what he does. I mean, it probably, probably works. For him probably works enough. very well for him, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't actually ever monetize them; he just sells them to people who do. Well, which, is, it, like, which is kind but, of evil, but technically, you know, the people who who just sit around creating new types of chemical weapons aren't actually gassing anyone themselves, but maybe they share some responsibility. Mm. Mm. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it, the game looks a bit weird, because on one hand you're sat there going, yeah, it's a bit scummy, but on the other hand, I mean, how else, how the fuck else are you going to monetize it? <laughs> mm. You know, I mean, the ads are just worth fucking nothing anymore. Mm. There's, there are some really like I came across a really interesting one recently. There's um there's a free game called Istralid, um which I'm actually gonna make a video of at some point. Um, but it's um it's on Steam and it's a browser game. It's free. There's no microtransactions and there's no ads. The only way it makes money is there's a small DLC pack that's purely customization and aesthetic stuff. That's like mm. five pounds. But the entire core game and the entire campaign, all of the gameplay stuff is free with no wait time is no ads and no anything um and it's yeah it's a really it's a really lovely system but yeah if you, it's kind of everything looks a bit bland so if you want any like colors or writing or anything if you want basically any personalization then that's the paid stuff the entire game is available free which is really lovely you see about it i think my transactions being cosmetic are fine like in rainbow six i think rainbow six siege does my transactions very well they're quite pricey minds they are quite pricey, but even so, it's weapon skins. The thing is, like, it's, it's a game where no one's ever going to see your weapon skins because people generally people die so quickly in very rapid bursts of fire that your enemies never going to see I'm them, not, and your teammates not, aren't really going to see them either. I just don't see the point. No, there is no, there is no point. That's the, that's what's good about them. Like you in say a game, in a game where like the combat is a bit slower and a bit more grindy and tanky, and where you know you'll actually get up close to your enemies, like Overwatch. I can see the point because people will actually be able to see. The aesthetic no, things like, you're applying. But thing, Rainbow right. Six Siege, you basically don't see your enemy. if You you don't see them because you die because they kill you. Or at least that's my experience, but then I'm you shit at Rainbow Six Siege. And the thing is, for me, right, I bought some. I got I got the game for free with my like graphics card. Um, and I really like the game. And I'm very happy to support it. I'm very happy to support uh, that. I gave them money for a game I liked after not paying for it. And also, uh, fuck off, Dan, you spent £240. <laughs> Um, well, yeah, I spent two hundred forty fucking pounds on that piece of fucking piece of fucking shit GT Online, and they've released a new card I can't fucking afford. Yeah, one can. What do you mean you can't afford? I can't afford it in the game. It's too much. I don't have enough money. I'd have to spend more money. A new, yep. a new. Oh, sorry. Oh, I thought you said a new card. I thought no, you meant that, like they released a new like one of the new cards, like a like a Platiosaurus card or something. It's like fucking hell. The, the financials oh, yeah, no, must be it, bad over at Nerdcube Limited if Dan literally can't afford the well, next no, but, step up but, of microtransaction. Like, I bought about sort of like... Sell 20, some of the sumsums. <laughs> oh, God, yes. Yeah, Sell got, the like, sumsums to fund microtransactions. Don't tell I Rebecca. I bought maybe Never. £25, £30 pounds worth of them. And, you know, I, 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 if I'd have bought the game, I probably wouldn't have done that, but I didn't. And I'm happy to give money for the game because I really like it. I'm happy to support Ubisoft doing those kind of microtransactions rather than the shit they put on the other games. Because I'd rather them do that and think it works and do that and other things rather than have the other horrible shit ones. See, I just I just don't see this as the better way of doing things. Because if GTA Online went, right, we're a multiplayer game, so we need to fund our servers. I totally get that. I totally get that. So, right, let's have DLC and let's uh, make it just a couple of quid. Like, you buy a new car, that'd be a pound. 
like what where was where's the issue in that that's what we did for a while first it was there was the game and then it was there was the game and then there was the expansion pack and then there was there was the game and then there was the dlc and that like can we just go back a step to that can't we just have like oh there's new offices and stuff and you can buy a thing buy the office well, see, the thing is, I mean, buying off. Well, it feels a bit too much pay to win, though, in that case. Well, well, than oh my god, of... it's the most pay to win fucking game I've ever played in my entire life, GTA. Well, no, this is the thing, though, right? You say that, but that's kind of similar to what they have now, because it is just you buy the currency back. No, 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 big... no, because it's so much more fucking expensive to buy that. Fucking well, no, that's what currency. I was going to say. That's what I was going to say because it's not like. It's not reasonable because you know the idea in that, like you know that that new car. I think it's two point seven million. Yes, it is. Game. And I have two point six five hundred. I mean, you could sell you could sell the one you bought in the video. I could, but no, because I just I just I, I just don't have fun with that game. Exactly, but we're gonna. It's two point seven million. You want to upgrade it fully? It's probably gonna be you know three point five, easy. So three point five million. That is a microtransaction. I think that is a £40 microtransaction. Yep. So, that car, a virtual car, to buy that in-game with a microtransaction is £40 for a virtual car. Yep. That is completely ludicrous. Yep. That's that's the biggest problem, really, isn't it? It's not they're not reasonable. Yeah, they're not even slightly... I mean, because what happened was mobile gaming uh, became a thing and everybody massively undercharged for everything because nobody wanted to pay like proper prices for a game that you only play on your phone so mobile games are really cheap so to make money elsewhere they stuck in loads of microtransactions microtransactions got popular they started pushing it up higher and higher and higher and higher and now they've moved over onto uh, actual games but they've stayed at that ridiculously high level which was just people seeing how far they could push it mm. It will. It's just a miserable no, thing. Because it is. I mean, if that car was like three pounds, yeah. To, like you know, if a pound bought you a million, yeah. I mean, if they had it, like, uh, like if GTA Online released a yearly season pass for like thirty quid, and you just get everything they release, I'd be like, all right, yeah, I get that. I mean, the thing is that you could. People would argue, oh, it would break game balance. The game's already fucking broken, yeah. balance wise. Oh, massively. There's no fucking. It doesn't matter anymore. No. I mean, the, with all the hackers and with all the fucking people buying microtransactions with all the people, she, it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. It's not a competitive game, really. Yeah. It's mostly co op and fucking around in free mode. It doesn't matter. Just shut up. It's a, it's a horrific, horrific experience. I mean, because seriously, if GTA Online had. You know, a car would come out and it would be a couple of quid. I'd have all of them, pretty much. I'd be like, yeah, I'll buy that, yeah, I'll buy that, yeah, I'll buy that. And I would have spent, like, 60 quid, but I'd have everything. So I'd be mm. getting a better experience. And a lot of more people would be actually buying these things. So everybody would be getting a better experience. But those big, giant whales that spend the never-ending amounts of money, mm. who they target, they would just be buying the exact same as everyone else. So you've either got a thing where you're going to make more money, but actually only a really tiny fraction of your fan base are going to be uh, getting the stuff you're making, or you can make a bit less money, but everyone's actually having a better time. And if everyone's having a better time, surely then more people would be hanging around in your game. Well, that's But, but don't we then run into the Incredibles paradox of if everyone's special, no one is, and no one wants to spend money on something that everyone well, already has, because a, then it's yeah. not a status symbol anymore. Hey, that's a fair issue. And that actually puts me off getting the new stuff in G online as well because they only ever put like three cars out at a time yeah. and everyone just buys them I'd rather just use the old stuff and I mean yeah you see the thing the thing that I quite liked about G online it was kind of a little RPG yeah right it was a it's not an RPG obviously but it's got a f it's got some RPG elements in that 
you know, you level up your character, you level up your stats, you can customize the clothing and the look. And I think I like the progression. I like it having a progression system yeah. in that. And I feel like having a season pass where you just get all the new stuff for free in-game would ruin that a bit. Well, not if they, it was top-tier stuff. I mean, everything that comes out new is always pushing the top tier. The T20 came up top tier. The thing they released yesterday is now the fastest supercut. Oh, yeah, you mean not have all the DLC be this really... Yeah, you don't... We, why would you want that? Stuff. You just... You have stuff that's interesting and put around the place. Like, here's a new jet, but it's bad. Like, when they released the Bezra. The Bezra's amazing. It's much faster. Mm. It's much nippier, but it has no weapons. So it's... Even the Hydra's balanced. It. The Hydra's quite Hydra's nicely balanced. balanced as well. And then you've, but then you've got stuff like, here's the faster cars. Here's the insurgent that could take 60 billion rockets. Well, I'd well, pay a pound it, for a like... penny farthing if I could just ride around on a little, on a massive penny farthing. I'd totally do that. <laughs> Can you do that well, in, in a Gran Turismo in a gaudy 4. hat? Gran Turismo Four had, I think, it was it may have been a penny farthing, it might have been just a giant old carriage. It had a really. No, old I want an actual penny farthing, and I want to be wearing a jaunty hat <laughs> and be otherwise naked. That yeah. is what I would do. You know what might work well for Jute and Lightning? The idea of having a season pass, but have it for like the mission stuff, like the heists, and uh, and make the the actual missions and co-op missions in the game a bit more in depth yeah, if they release and more then, heist that'd be nice yeah but then have all the sort of cars and, and stuff have them still in the game and paid for but you know make you get more currency faster and make it just more reasonable not have my transactions with currency have the season pass for the actual game modes yeah and then make everything else free yeah and accessible in game so like instead of you know that that car being 2.7 million fine but you know you can actually gain 2.7 million in you know a heist yep I mean, that'd be more reasonable, I think. Basically, they should really have done this in a way that's better. Because at the moment, I mean, at the moment, it's working for them, but it's not working for the players. Like, I boot up GTA Online, like, I fancy playing some GTA Online, because GTA Five is mechanically one of the greatest games ever made. But as soon as you go online, you go, oh, this just isn't fun. No, I kind of went on before, and I went, ooh, you know, I kind of, I was sat, I was sort of sat around, I was, didn't have anything to do for an hour. And I occasionally sat there, you know, I quite enjoy customising my cars and having my own character. That's Well, customising the cars doesn't work because there's the best option for everything. Here's the top one, here's the top one, here's the top one. Well, there is, but there's a very purposeful thing in that the cars I have in GTA Online aren't those kind of cars. They're the mid-end cars that have a lot of different... Mainly cosmetic things. Yeah, I'd like love it if the upgrades were sort of do you want to prioritize acceleration or speed or handling and not just have best, 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 best. Oh, best. yeah, no, the, those ones are shit, but cosmetically, that's kind of what I'm in it for. I, kind of, um, I mean, like, he, here's how to fix and make GTA Online a thousand times more fun and a thousand times more playable. Rockstar, if you're listening, and I know you're not, but this is how you fix it get rid of the fucking other player blips on the fucking minimap. That is literally all you have to do. That is everything you have to do to make that game a thousand times more fun. Because as soon as you go rid of other player blips on the minimap, apart from, of course, if they shoot and you can hear them, like you do in death matches. So they're visible until they shot or that you see them, that puts them on your minimap. But just get rid of that because that adds so much more to the game. For instance, you actually have to search for other people around the world. And you'd actually have, when you have an encounter, it would mean something. Because at the moment when you have an encounter, you just try and kill each other as fast as possible. Or drive past each other and don't pay each other any yeah. attention. But I mean, like, a car chase where the, the blips will vanish if you lose the person would be so much more exciting. Like, you spin out and crash, the person drives off, you may not see them again. 
Mm. That would be so much more fun, especially on like the level servers, because I think they should have two kind of servers. I think they should have the servers as they are now, without the blips, and they should have servers with the blips, but also be basically creative mode, where you could spawn in anything, do anything, have like total fuck around mode, maybe have like um, every 10 minutes the thing changes, like like the challenges they have, but basically like, everyone's in a jet now, and just sort of, and like you could like change, if you're like the party, like the leader of the bloody server you're on, you could change things. So it's like 10 minutes, everybody's like, you're in a jet now, and everybody has jet dogfights where they respawn in a jet for a while. Things, they already have different um, lobbies for different aiming worlds. If you have auto-aim yeah. on, there's an auto-aim lobby, and there's a mouse-aim lobby. And the, 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 they can practically do it. The, the problem with like Rockstar and what they've done with GTA Online is they have done more things to it than they initially intended to, which just meant it's now a fucking mess. It's bloated. I mean, you notice this, especially when you're buying clothes. The way clothes are categorised... Yes is really noticeable on how it's a mess, because it's clearly not meant for that many clothes. Yeah. I in that the, I think when they started this game up, they weren't expecting anything like what they've got now. And now because they've got the... It's so... Making them so much money with microtransactions, I think they've just gone as many clothes as possible, as many things as possible. They're just trying to make as many things in their broken, awful economy as okay. possible. A lot of people in the chat are just saying, can't you just turn off the radar? Well, yeah, you can, but that... But everyone else has it. Yeah. yeah, everyone else can still see you. The whole idea is that... The whole idea is that nobody no sees anyone. See, yeah. Unless, of course, I mean, you start one of your VIP missions off or whatever. You yeah. know, you do your well, things actually, that actually activate you. You go, I could do this thing that gives me advantages, but there's a disadvantage of this thing. Well, this actually make, brings up another, another point that... You know these new cars that come out? It's, oh, this new expensive car. It's like... And it's, oh, it's the fastest one. It's like, yeah, but... And? Yeah. I mean, the thing is, you, I mean, okay, let's say you bought it for £35 of microtransactions. Yeah. What is it? It doesn't do anything. What? Unless you it play, like, no a lot of races. I mean, seriously, I don't even see what cars people have these days. Because they get, races, get close to you, hold down the aim, move slightly up, pop them in the face. Well, so in, in races, most of the time it doesn't matter, because um, usually slipstream is on. When you've got slipstream on, it is irrelevant yeah, at that point. Yeah, auto catch-up and everything. It's all... It's all... Yeah, so, I mean, it, it's purely a cosmetic thing at this point. And I think that's half the problem as well, because you're... I like things that add gameplay functionality. That's one of the reasons I hate the yachts so much, because they are the most expensive thing, and they do Hey, they get to add nothing. that mode where I get to stand there completely silently for ten minutes while nothing that happens. That was brilliant. I assume the that's game was telling the do. other players on the server to go and kill you, they just didn't bother. Yeah. Thing is, though, it's, it's happened. Always... Right? It's literally happened. I, I have like ten times or so that I've actually tried that. About eight times, no one's turned up. The thing is, though, you can do that without a yacht. Yeah. There's a VIP mode which is just protect the VIP, and it's just named differently, and it's just somewhere else. I'm out, but it's exactly the same yeah. thing. And um, that's the thing. There's the, the actual functionality of the yacht is pointless. I mean, the officers add some gameplay. I'm I'm happy that they add some gameplay because. You know, I'm sadly going, you know, I actually like a yacht because they add functionality. Yeah. That's what I care about. But they don't. And I wish, you know, I'm sat there looking at these updates and every update it's like, oh, look, it's it's another plane to buy. It's another helicopter that's functionally the same as the other ones. Like, oh, it looks different. And? Yeah. You know what I'd like? Give me a fucking go-kart update <laughs> so I can fucking do go-kart races. Because that'd be fun. That'd be different. Yeah. Like, add actual... No, but see, see, for me, it's about the creative servers and having, like, you allocate one person as sort of the person who could be in charge of it or whatever. And you can you can search when you go for your servers, because I like searching for servers. You can search for all the person who's kind of focusing on this sort of thing. 
or just start your own server so you can do your own stuff or whatever. However, it's a dedicated service. But then you basically, well, actually, so you basically go, right? It's now everybody's in planes. Or you, you yeah. actually, what you don't have, you don't force everyone to play. You say, let's start a challenge where if you're in a plane, it's better, like they do now. But instead of actually having to go to call up the Pegasus and then go to do the thing and then get in in the plane and take it off, crash once, and then you're at your plane. That's rubbish. What you should have is you just respawn in planes. You should yeah. respawn. You should have an option for respawning the last vehicle you want in these servers. But have like someone just goes right, first person to fly under this bridge wins, and then I have fucking thirty-two planes from around the map just try and bomb their way as quickly as possible to this one bridge and just cause havoc and mayhem there. And then it's like, oh, first person to kill this you, random you pedestrian. Want just cause, you want just cause two more player, yeah, basically. Sort of. I want it a bit more controlled because I do. I yeah, think more controlled. The best thing GTA Online added was those random challenges and stuff. It's just nobody does yeah. them now because they're all bored of them. And it's because they take so much effort. It's like, hey, do a base jump. Right, well, I've got to call my helicopter, fly up in the air, and jump oh, out. Look, if I don't win, grand. I lost $200. Yeah, and it ends up just being uh, necessary. They need to pay out more for those things because it makes people more inclined. Yeah. And I think it's and like... they're not um, often enough as well. I just, I just want to have fun. Yeah. I, that's what I want. I don't want to level up. I don't want to, like, grind through missions. I just want to do silly buggering in GTA with my friends. And I, I hate yeah. that if I crash my plane... After driving halfway across the map to get it, I've got to then call up a person and then wait for the right timer to be up because I've just requested one. And then it just feels so... I get they were going for more of a realistic thing, but literally have a realistic server and have a creative server. Yeah. And because that's what just because 2 did until we closed the server. Yeah. And the idea that, like, uh, you know, the, the, the three big popular servers were pretty much ours, which is a big, massive, messy sandbox that was uncontrolled completely. Yeah. Um, which very much like the beat is. There was another one, which is what we send people to now, which is a bit more controlled. It's a bit more like what you're talking about. And then there was another one, which is an op- a roleplay server. Yeah. Where you spawn without a grappling hook. And you have to level up and <laughs> do jobs yeah. and stuff. Like, you know, San Andreas multiplayer has a huge thing in, like, RP servers where you actually have to, like, set, like wait in a queue at the bank for your fucking paycheck. <laughs> And shit, you know, and actually go to work. I love. I mean, this sounds like the worst thing. I don't know, yeah. that sounds fun to me. Put G- but G- but GTA Five and actually have a, a proper roleplay server where you have a little house allocated to you. You've got a car and you've got a drive. You can go play tennis, but you like then you can gamble your money on the stock market that they never added, and all these. Oh, other there's no way. To, there's, no, there's no way for them to monetize that really. Though. Yeah, that's why they didn't add it. People would make money out of nothing. And but that's that's the thing. That, that's like, what I pisses like... me off. See, that was the stuff that I was really excited about. There were so many things where I was like, hey, that's a really cool idea. And they ripped them out. Like, single-player GTA. Single-player GTA was supposed to have house buying. There was a big deal nope. in single-player GTA. There was literally, even up to, like, a few weeks before launch, it was like, yeah, you can totally buy houses. And then they were like, actually, if people buy houses in this, they're not going to want to buy the apartments in online because they've got them here. So we're going to cut that. Yep. Uh, oh, we're going to have the stock market. You can gamble on the stock market stuff and make loads of money. And then they went, oh, actually, we won't make any money from that. So... We're going to stop that. This is it. I feel if they would have done what basically every other AAA game does with the multiplayer, where they go, here's the multiplayer. Yeah. Do what you want with it. Here's some dedicated servers. I mean, abide by our, you know, basic rule set. Yeah. And whatever. Like... The problem is, GTA Online is very serious, and it's focused on a very serious way of playing the game, yet every single person that plays it is Trevor. Yeah. Well, it's not even that they're Trevor. I think that's a bad comparison, because Trevor as a character, doesn't walk through the street yeah. and just shoot on sight a person walking towards them. That's not what Trevor does. Trevor is kind of insane, but he's rational. Yeah. He's not that you know, irrational. 
It's slightly. He did murder that couple in their own home and then just walk away. Yeah, but no, we did. if he hadn't done it, I would have done. No, but that's me. He's mad, but he's not. Like he has reasons he's not for a doing psychopath. what he's doing. He's a psychopath when necessary. The first time yeah. we meet him, he drives a bike to a nearby group of bikers and murders every single one of them yeah. dead. And it, yeah, and he did it for the drug reasons. There's he a did reason that for, for his it. Like, work. Play, players in GTA will, if you're walking down the road unarmed, they will just shoot you in the head. Yeah. Trevor wouldn't do that to a random civilian in the road. That's not Trevor's character. People in GTA online just weirdly they played you online to avoid other players online which kind of defeats the point doesn't it yeah. like what's the point in playing an online game if if a player comes towards you 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 kill them yeah it, it's just it's just a horrible mess they've they've i mean rockstar have always been terrible at doing online no i mean this is no absolutely not red dead redemption's online is brilliant no they've fun. been terrible at structuring online not doing online, no. I think, you know, some... Bullshit, GTA 4's online was brilliant because it was loads of little game modes you could play. And I had a lot of fun with GTA 4 online. Oh, yeah, it's fun. But it doesn't have that long-term structure like most other AAA yeah, but, online multiplayer's do. to that. Because that's, oh, that's that never, one. ever interesting. It's just popular. It's like crafting in video games. It's never, yeah. ever interesting. It's no, that's just fair. popular at the moment. I don't know, I, it's got a lot of problems. They could... They could fix... Literally, it's just... so easy to fix. Turn the blips off of these servers and then have on these servers... That one takes a little bit more effort to do. But they could absolutely do it with the millions that flow in. I mean, of course, uh... then when it's a creative server, oh, you no know, one's buying anything, you can't make any money off of it. It's like... it's. It really pisses me off because GTA V, it, as a single player, is an incredible game and the multiplayer is just a cash grab and it feels like a crash grab and it's paced like a shitty... Mobile phone piece of shit. Well, it's 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 especially annoying because you can feel the mechanics there and go, yeah. Ooh, th- th- this has been ma-. like it feels like a lot of the mechanics were made not with that in mind and for something better in mind and then they changed it like quite yep. far in development. Yep. Last minute. That's why the clothes system feels so messy. Where you're going, ooh, you know what? I want to wear a turtleneck, but I can't wear a turtleneck until. Oh, I can't put a jacket on a turtleneck until I'm wearing these pants. Well, but then I can't do that. I have to buy the outfit, and then I have to change the jacket, and then I can wear a turtleneck with a jacket. Oh, but no, the turtleneck and jumpers. But there's actually another section for jumpers that's also called like special jumpers, yeah. and there's another section for like hipster jumpsters, jumpsters, yeah. jumpers, and. Like long coats, like there's a there's like a long coat section, but some long coats are in the long coat section, some long coats are in the fancy coat section. It's just a big mess. I mean, it's also it's also paste. Hor- like uh, for for the people who buy stuff, it's horrible. Like if you get anything from Pegasus, so once you bought a thing, you have to buy it from Pegasus. So it's another two hundred dollars anytime you want something, which isn't bad. But when you get the office and you want it on the roof of your office, four grand. Yeah. Because you've got the money. Because you're the sort of person who's laid out the money, most likely. But they're just going to fuck you over more. I found out that if you are standing on the roof of the maze bank and you call up to get uh, the, uh, any helicopter, the nearest place it will spawn is the hospital in the south part of town. And you actually can jump off of your thing, open your parachute immediately, and glide down there and get it for $200. Saving mm. yourself some fucking time. And it, it's a very sad thing. Because I feel like what I think GE Online would be good for is Saints Row 2 Online. Oh, yeah. Like, give me the clothes customization system from Saints Row 2. Give me the car customization system from Saints Row 2. Yeah. Give me nicer, give me nicer graphics and GTA mechanics, and leave me to it. Yep, 
And give me the give me the AE soundtrack as well, because that's nice. Although you got Robbie Williams, so you know I can't argue too much with your soundtrack GTA. Uh, anyway, any, form form. anyway, I actually spent my bloody two point five million subscriber special to bitch about that game. I want to point out that wasn't originally planned. No, that was that was going to be just a silly video I came up with. I was like, if I spend like a little bit of microtransactions, it'll make it much better. And then it exploded. And I was like, 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 no, he was like, I was like, oh yeah, that's a fine idea. And it, we were going to record it. He was like, oh, we'll do it tomorrow. And then I went to bed. And the next day, was like, oh my god, I've got an entire idea. <laughs> I don't know why he went Jeremy Clarkson there. And I've got I spent so much money. The people, a lot of people got quite annoyed that I'd spent actual money microtransactions. But the point is, you don't. If I go, microtransactions are bad again, you go, I know, I know. But if I've actually spent the money and you physically see what I actually got out of those microtransactions, then you're like, oh, yeah, this game is actually a piece of shit. Yeah, also, a lot of people saying, oh, Dan supports microtransactions. I mean, they've made so much money, it's basically worth it's yeah. nothing to them it's nothing. and frankly the message of the video is, prob- is probably a more negative dimension yes i i, I assume that they lost thousands because of that video i kind of hope they lost thousands because of that video i hope nobody ever buys microtransactions again <laughs> the thing is i feel like though at least at least to, you know you're already it's, it's kind of an echo chamber yeah and most people already that's don't why that is why i bumped it up to be the special because the specials tend to get shared to other people I saw it on, I saw there was it was shared on like GE online. So, <laughs> yes, and they were super positive about it as well, which I thought was weird. No, uh, well there was a lot of people really pissed about me specifically because I didn't make enough money. Yeah, but, but that's that's so the whole oh, point. No, it, there are more efficient ways to grind. I'm like, I yeah. did when we set this up. I didn't go right, Matt. Make sure you fail and do this sort of thing. It was like just be playing by yourself. Yeah. And try and do the best I, thing possible. I didn't go out of my way to fail. No. I want to point out, like a lot of a lot of my footage is me sitting in lobbies with nothing happening and having to quit. Yeah. And also, I'd like, also like to point out that if Matt had like actually managed to spend all of his time making as much money as possible, it still would have my point would still have been absolutely solid. Yeah. You know, I could have made you know for probably four or five hundred thousand in two hours if I was really efficient. I with really it, doubt that. Man. Jesus, I doubt that. Not but in a single player thing. If I was really, really you can't efficient. heist it. Anyway, that's a bit about that's some backstory of making Colourful. that video. John, John, come uh, back to uh, us. Yeah, what? Yeah, this. Can I zone out for a bit? Because you guys have zoned out for like. You wanted to talk about Fallout 4. You were like, I want to have a big say. About I do. Fallout 4. I want to seg into Fallout 4 because Fallout 4 also has DLC problems at the moment. It does. Okay, yeah, the the new DLC which I've had is to play shit. with. Is shit. Well, okay. Okay, Here's, Matt, it's shit. Okay, I'd like to make my point in this. Okay, you're wrong. Right? I went into Fallout 4. I built myself a new base with a lift with the warehouse tile sets. Which is just the barns. Very slightly retextured, but not much. It is. I like like that the floors are literally the exact same texture with a different filter. Yep, they are the exact same texture. Um, And then then I was like, ooh... I can make a factory, and I went, why? I, these th- things are all really common in the world. And I was like, okay, right. And then I was like, oh, I can make a ball track. And I went, why would I ever make a ball track? And that was my end of the experience for the DLC. I can come up with one use for the ball track. Uh-huh. You can use it to generate irregular custom patterns of power flows yes. if you were to wish to. So you could create, you could create a perfectly circular ball track with an elevator to get it back to the beginning, release the balls in a given order, and then if they're passing a pulse switch, then you could create a power surge of, say, pulse, 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 space, pulse, pulse, based on how you're releasing the balls. So you can use it to create custom power pulses. 
Other than that, it's completely pointless. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, well, they've added, like, different logic gates, like Minecraft did. Yeah. Yep. Or, like, some Minecraft mods. So, X, 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 nor gates and all that. So, you can do with, like, advance. But I've oh, read but, like, a few places they've not, they don't work perfectly. And some people well, yeah, that's the, the problem. They don't they just don't. That's the, that's the problem. Like, as well, why? They add some, right, so they added some nice stuff. I really do like the new wiring system you can do, the conduits. Yeah, oh, I do. The, I new like the, con- conduits, the new yeah. conduits are much neater. So that's very, very good. But that's what I'm saying. Like, it's not... Inherently. The conveyor belts are missing pieces that blatantly should be there, and it's utterly baffling well, they're no, not. This is the thing with the DLC. It's not inherently bad. It's just a bit pointless. Well, it's, it's I'd say the pointless. big... I've, I've realised the bigger problem when I've been thinking about it, which is the bigger problem is, now that it's something that's paid for, it's got to be available to everyone. Yeah. So they mm. can't properly lock it away yeah. behind like the appropriate skill checks where it ought to be, because yeah. once you've paid money, it better all be there for you. So therefore, they've got to make all of it well, available. Can I, can I it say like what you were the saying Witcher about- gets around that in a really interesting way? Because The Witcher 3 just released uh, Blood and Wine. They're like next big expansion pack thing. And it's incredible. But if you don't have the season pass or have it, you won't see it. But you actually need to be level 35. It's like end game stuff. Well, no, that's but but the, way they get, the way they get around that, instead of being like, oh, you need to get this. So if people like buy it and then go, oh my god, I have to play through the whole game to get to this thing. You can actually start a new game... Just in the just, there, just using yeah. that. Well, not just that. It just it, the only thing it does is it takes away the main story. So you don't have the main story, but you get all of the side quests and stuff in the world still. So you have you can actually basically boost your way up to level thirty five and then get like a complete skill tree you want to flat out, which I really like. And I'm actually now playing The Witcher again at a much better, a much mm. higher level than I ever got well, before. Well, well, this <laughs> is a, a thing like Fallout, like at least New Vegas and Three DLC. It was very much you. There wasn't any of these like. I, I I said this when Fallout 4 came out when they announced the season pass. I said I hope they don't do the Skyrim model of having two big DLCs and a couple of small ones. And that's exactly what they fucking done. Yeah. yeah. Though I, um, I, there's one thing I'm really really happy about that because hmm. it means if Bethesda have basically said we're washing our hands and we're done with it by the end of August, that massively increases the chances that they might farm it out to someone else. Like yep. Obsidian. Like Obsidian. Who might make like something that's less bad. One can only hope, but, but still, I mean, I would much prefer, you know what, as gimmicky as trapping animals and settlements are, mm-hmm. kind of, it's fun for five minutes, and as ball tracks, and uh, and what, like, different traps in set, I mean, the thing is, they're all kind of cool-looking things in trailers, but they have no... It's much like the thing we were talking about GEA. They have really no functional purpose. Yeah. In theory, Minecraft... You kind of get the feeling they've added in all this stuff because they want people to Minecraft-style put all these together to create well, amazing well, that's machines. What they said. But you're going to hit... Because of the, the limits in the settlements, unless you're actually going to, like... Unless you're going to, like, console command or mod out build I, limits... I found console command you cannot was. build anything that impressive because oh. you're going to hit build limits before you hit anything that amazing. Oh, yep. Dan. Oh, God. You're so bad. There's literally just two console commands just to make the builds. I know, like, but like, I like my thing. Yeah, well, either you way... You some consoles yeah, it, as well, so fuck you, you thing. That's a fair point. But I mean, like, right, um, let's let's look at the, the actual... the conveyor belts and shit. What is the actual point of that? I mean, I don't like it because it lets you actually craft ammo right from basically the start of the game. Well, no, this is what... I, John made the point as well that you can craft, like, heavy combat. Ah, yeah. No, no, I checked. I've checked that. Method. I've checked that. That was not correct. Um, oh. that is that's tied behind something but the game doesn't say what it's hi- hidden behind because I started a new character and I built all of the stuff you need by level 4 and all that was available on the armor work was like um 
uh, light leather and light metal. Yes. I assume oh. it's tied behind subsequent ranks of armor or gunner, whatever the relevant perk is, but it doesn't say anywhere, which is almost unique. In Fallout, it always tells you what the skill check is, but in this case, it doesn't bother. What about the, the ammo and stuff? Is the ammo free for The everyone? ammo, I think anyone can build at any time if you've got the resources for it, but for early game, lead is hard to come by. There's not much yeah. lead lying around, so that's the limiting factor there, so that's not but, so bad. But this is the thing to me as well, you made the point as well, that it, it doesn't keep going when you're away, just because of the way the game engine works. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't keep, keep going away. I don't think it goes while you're asleep either. You literally have to stand there and be away from keyboard, in which case you may as well just be crafting it yourself, because well, you can craft like, it yeah, far it, faster it, than it can. It literally, because it's the, is it that the only way to craft uh, ammo is through those new factory things? Yeah. Yes, there is no other way to... Or Fallout well. so Fall the... New Vegas had ammo. So crafting. this is like the first time to actually be able to craft, say, a shotgun out of nothing. Right, the materials mm. and stuff. But why is... Uh, yes. Yeah, but why do we need the conveyor belts and stuff? They don't actually add or do anything. No, they actually no. take things away because um, there's no reason why... In fact, the sorting machine's the worst one because the sorting machine lets you sort things into separate containers, but... Why would you ever sort anything in separate containers when if you just put it into one container, you can sort it because the menu system has built-in sorting because you can filter yeah. between tabs in any menu system by going into the transfer menu. And the menu. containers have infinite size. So it seems yes, the containers well, have infinite it. size and have built-in sorting it's... capabilities, so why would you ever bother sorting? They're trying to make it like Minecraft. And I remember he said this in like when they announced Fallout 4, they were heavily influenced by Minecraft. And the problem is... Minecraft is a game where things aren't sorted in the menu system. Hmm. It's a game where it's multiplayer and there's a lot of emphasis on actual like crafting, yeah. a, a huge emphasis on crafting. It's the whole fucking po mining and crafting is the I whole. Think, point I think I think the, the one the, the big point again, and you have limited space as well. But the big thing about Minecraft is it's the mining. Minecraft is focused on the gathering of materials and then turning materials into stuff. That's yeah. that's that's the thing of Minecraft. That is not the main thrust of Fallout. I mean, like, it's no, there you don't, it's, if you it's, want to. You, you but... can't go out and mine. You can't go, I'm going to go get some steel. I go to the steel place. You go, I'm going to get some steel. I'm just going to go talk to the lady who sells the steel. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, there's, there's no ability to produce anything fresh. Like, I thought no. the whole bloody point would be you could plug in, say, six steel, and then over time that would produce a giddy-up buttercup, and that would therefore, you'd be able to turn steel into gears, and that would be useful. Yeah. But every single item of junk you produce costs more of the exact junk it produces to make than you get out of it. So you yes. can never make a profit. Yeah of breaking things down again. Yeah. So there's no point producing junk. I, I, um, I clothing... Mean, the thing I thought they would do is you actually have ways of generating materials is what seems to be yep, massively that, that missing. That struck me as what was the point. That was That's the... That, that, just I assume that was going to be the point. That you could take the the raw steel and wood and make it into something well, useful. Well, the, yeah. no, you this can't. is an interesting point. It, like, you know the idea of crafting an assault rifle, uh -huh. right? To get the materials to craft the assault rifle, if you had to go and find them in the first place, you'll probably just find an assault rifle. Yeah. Before yep. you get all the materials for the damage. Yeah, very the likely. Point? I mean, I understand, like, some people are telling me, like, it's more about if you're really into um, setting up um, settlements, like, in a really micromanaged way. Some people like, say, all their settlers to be dressed in the same clothing, so that's what the auto looms for, because they like, like, say, having everyone well, in a nice it, suit, though. for I example. Mean, yeah, there's some scenarios where it's useful, but it, it's such a. Well, that's not useful. Thing. That's that's distinctly well, not no, useful. No, when I say useful, I mean useful to people who with specific wants. I mean, the one that really bothers me is producing cram. To produce one oh, cram, yeah. you need to give up radstag meat when grilled radstag's amazing. Um, I think it's one dog, one um, one kind of uh, mongrel meat when grilled mongrel is also amazing. And then, uh, I can't remember, there's one other thing. Like, you need to give away three things of meat to produce a cram. It's like, what? Yeah. Cram's dreadful. What's going on here? Well, you can you well, craft stuff like wooden toys or whatever it was for no yeah. reason whatsoever. 
Yep, they you have can no make. See what teddy the way bears. I thought it was going to work is you would have say you'd have like an extractor. So this is the thing that extracts metal. This thing extracts water or whatever. And then you'd have, like, on your little settlement area, where you moved around, it would give you, like, a ranking of how effective they'll be in this place. And then you'd need the conveyor belts to join them up. you got the Factorio way of doing it. Oh, well, actually, this is another interesting point in that you can't link them up to your settlement inventory. No, you can't. Ah, you Which... kind of can. You can. If you put the vacuum to the side of the settlement inventory, you can suck things out of your inventory. But things that are only in your inventory via merchant links are not allowed to count. Okay, so that... Like, kind of defeats the point even more, because I feel like a lot of the point... Because it, it's about automation, and automation makes sense w when you leave it to do its thing. But if you have to be yeah, there... Yeah, it's the weird version of automation where you, you have to stuff. spend a huge amount of time and resources setting up a conveyor system, and then go away from keyboard for an hour to let it do its thing, and when also you, you could have done the, the work yourself in five minutes. Yeah, That's it. It's so... The, the production it's... side is, like, there might theoretically... Be maybe for high level characters being able to produce a full set of heavy combat armor because even for high level characters that doesn't show yeah, no, up very often. Get, yeah. Producing but your I, own, I when you're when your like, armor for being able to produce your own heavy combat armor that is useful. Give me fun. just an armor like creation bench or something. Give mm. me a new bench, just that'd be fine. Mm -hmm. The bench is fine, and I like. Uh, there's an argument for saying like uh, maybe like for high level characters being able to produce your own Gatling laser, you might get a tiny bit earlier than the game gives it to you. Or you might be able to get, like, a combat rifle a little bit earlier. Oh, great, than the a game whole update you so you get a combat rifle slightly earlier. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, it's it's kind of... It, I mean, there's a, a little bit of fun there if you're a creative person who just wants to build something silly, but that's not what Fallout's for. Yeah, I can't really see much much of a point for it. The fireworks, I really don't like. I like the I fireworks because you can change the weather. Yeah, that's what I don't like. It feels <laughs> like they've just basically enabled console commands in the base game. Also, uh, there's a paintball gun. I don't even understand what that's for. I don't understand what the stationary gun's for because that, that sucks up power to produce only three defense, which is the worst trade in the world. So what's it bloody for? I, I think it's supposed to be used with the stocks. So you put some in the stocks and it fires paintballs out the head, yeah. I think. But what what's that... the static gun for when you want to execute people in the stocks? I don't know. It's it's just I don't I don't get it at all. I mean, I don't most of the things I don't get, and it's just I feel like you know what? Yeah, you can have some fun with it, no doubt about it. You can have some fun with it if you want to, but it feels really redundant. I I liked Wasteland Workshop a lot more than this. Well, Wasteland Workshop, it was a lot of like nice cosmetic things that were missing. I like the lights. The lights it was a lot of stuff that you. It was a lot of stuff that we're going. Yeah, why wasn't this in it in the first place? And this is a lot of stuff I'm going. Well, why? I mean, we didn't need any of this, really. Yeah. I mean, I feel like the the addi addition of the warehouse tile set, that could have just been in a free update. Don't forget the scaffolding. The scaffolding. That's important. Well, those two, those two things, legitimately, they could have just been in a free update on I their mean, own. I mean, to be perfectly honest, my favourite thing they've added so far has been concrete. Like, that concrete's really nicely done. I like yeah, like yes. the concrete's a bit nice. I it feels less you're living so in a shack. Concrete. Yeah, it's like, it's like we're actually anymore. making a place here now. Yeah, like I've got a very it. nice city. Being well, the barn's right nice. I like building with the barn material because that's not shack-like at all. That's yeah, probably the new solid. warehouse stuff is is pretty nice as well. Actually, I do like the barn stuff. That's fine. Then they introduced, they, they realized everyone liked the barns. Have said, I know. What if we just give them the barn stuff again? Maybe they'll be as happy as. I mean, you can time. make a greenhouse now if you want. Yeah, that's from the end of the warehouse things. To be but, but I just, as I was saying, it just seems redundant, and it annoys me because I feel like they could have spent. I mean. It, it clearly had a fair amount of work put into it. Yeah. 
But I, I, think feel like the, I think it's the wrong kind of word. Like sometimes, like you can you can feel the difference between something that an actual a team of professionals has made and releases actual DLC versus something a modder has made. Because yeah. the modder yeah. doesn't really consider like law or balance or anything. It's just like the mo- the modder will just produce a bunch of fun shit they like the look of, whereas the developer will produce something that's much more holistic. And I think you can genuinely feel the difference. Is why I generally I'm not as into modding as I am to the stuff that DLCs add into games. But to me, like. Uh, Wasteland Workshop felt like proper DLC to me. It felt like uh, you could feel Bethesda's hand on it much better. <laughs> Whereas, to my mind, I think you actually look at contraptions and it feels like something a modder put together. It feels like a bunch of random yeah. shit that a couple of people threw together and there's no consistency or hole well, or theme or well, rhythm well, to it. It's well, just this is stuff. It, right? Let's say law wise, right? You get out the vault, your, your husband's dead, your son's missing. Spoilers. Yeah. Your son's missing and. Oh, you go and you do this and you go to Concord and blah, blah, and you get back and, you know, you level up a little bit and you go, you know what? I suddenly know how to make an automatic assembly line. Yeah. Yeah, but they they didn't dare lock it behind robotics expert or science because then some people wouldn't have been able to build them. And if you've paid money, you've got to be able to build them. And, oh, you know what I feel like doing as well? I know my son's at risk, but I'm going to make a big ball track to activate a machine that fires paintballs at someone. The best thing that ever happened was the very first time I played Fallout 4, I stepped out of the vault, went down to Sanctuary Hill, and I was like, I was really kind of like super, like, oh my God, this is haunting. That was a really good opening, seeing the pre-war and now post-war, and it's ruined. And it was generally a really impressive opening, like wandering through the silent Sanctuary Hills for the first time. I was just wandering along, and I was like going behind the house where there's those melons growing, and just kind of clicked them because I wanted to like pick up some food. So okay, it'd be good to get some food. And immediately my character goes, "Hmm, I should set someone to work on these." <laughs> what? <laughs> you, you literally at this point you've come out, you've been surrounded by nothing but skeletons. You've been muttering angstily to yourself in the vault. Um, is there no one else left? Am I the only one alive? You come down and just find a melon. Oh, I, sh- I should hire a gardener. <laughs> <laughs> it really, it really took me out. It really ruined the mood, doesn't it? That's all it was. <laughs> It was just kind of like yeah, I should really get. I should really hire someone to to mine these melons for me. Go! I was like, not, well, wow, you, you you came round to the apocalypse society really quickly there. I feel like well, it's well. a place. This this contraptions. There's so many places in this where they could have stuck stuff. Like the fireworks, for instance. Right? They do nothing. They're just there to go. And that's the thing. Apart from the weather changing, hilarious ones. But like, why didn't they have it so you can launch fireworks? But that has two effects. One, you get a boost on happiness with your settlers. But two, you become way more likely to be attacked. There you mm, go. That'd be great. Now it has a thing. I think as I kind of mentioned when I'm going over the fireworks, like when I was looking at this, I basically said, like, theoretically, you could use a combination of alternating switches, um, timings on PCs, and indeed uh, irregular timings using the ball tracks to come up with your own actual fireworks display. But I would recommend not doing that and instead turning off Fallout 4 and just playing Roller Coaster Tycoon 3 because that's a much better user interface yeah, for yeah, planning fireworks you... displays. Yes, it is. Why would you bother making a fireworks display in Fallout 4? Yeah, it's literally a huge waste of materials and time and it would have a really, really unhelpful UI to make it with. Yeah. So, uh, like, you I mean, could, in the same way that if I wanted to make a new hole in my wall, I could do it by banging my head against the wall until there is a hole, but it's not very... There's not really much point. Exactly, and I feel I feel uh, one of the big things that bothers me about this DLC as well is it, it, it thematically it feels off. Oh, yeah, I kind of I want it to be retroactively reapplied back into Fallout Three by an official patch, where like now when you go into the pit, Asher kind of stands up and says, "We are the only place on the East Coast where there is working industry, apart from this one housing estate in Boston, where for some reason <laughs> this one woman who just came out of cryostasis just built a massive assembly line. But other than her, we are the only source of industry in Boston." 
Well, that's it. Like, I, I think... Actually, I he always... actually says that. He had, I just saw that. Like, in the pit, when you're about to be taken into the arena for the first time, Asher actually stands and says, our industry is the envy of the Commonwealth. It's like, yeah. oh, no, it's not. Not anymore. Just there's wait this, for ten, there's this wait one for woman years, in the Commonwealth. Mate. There's this one woman in the Commonwealth, and she has put your industry to shame, mate. I mean, and I, I think cause I... The thing with silliness and Fallout, it's I think silliness has a very important place in Fallout. Mm. But it needs to be... It's a Mad a Max time. kind of silliness. It's that it's that insanity that's gripped some people, and it's the silliness that comes through that. Is what I've yeah. read. It's, it's never just like Dead Rising, wacky it's silly for the scenarios as well. Like Little Lamplight. Yeah. Like Little Lamplight's a ridiculous scenario, but it's not. But there's a real darkness in Little Lamplight there too. There's a real that's the, dark that's sting the in the tale. All the silly things you find have darkness with them. It's the contrast. Yeah. It's what made Saints Row 2 way better than 3 and 4. Hmm. It works. It's when you get like the new Dead Rising games where for the first 10 minutes it's the most serious, intense zombie thing and then it goes wee! And suddenly you're riding a little fucking Zamboni around running everyone over. Mm-hmm. It's, but yeah, there's there's no there's no darkness to the lightness in a lot of the especially no. the settlement stuff in Fallout. I mean the settlement I it still feels such a way I just want them to be attacked more. Like I've built a thing, uh, I wanna go, right, come and have a go if you think you're hard enough. I've built Oh this you can thing. do that. Um cap um, set up cages, capture super mutants and rage you know them, what? just don't I let them fucking, out. I've, I did that I've done and about that. two people attacked nothing. I've done that, I did it with Death Claws as well. Uh, the Death Claws actually got Death Claws to attack my base, which is the first time I've ever had that happen. But then, nice then I, since I've tried that again, it just doesn't work. Oh, I got really bored once and just spawned a bunch of shit on the bridge. Yeah. And, at Sanctuary Hills and just to test my defences. I spawned, um, I mean, you can spawn, I spawned, yeah. I spawned 500 raiders, mm-hmm. which the game had a little bit of a problem with me doing, gotta be honest. But it, it kept up and they all died. Yep. And um, I tried a bunch of different things. I, I tried fucking, um... Uh, what are the big uh, super mutants called? Behemoths. Behemoths. Mm-hmm. Behemoths. I spawned about, you know, 10, 10 behemoths and they always come. Got my, I've got a big robot army and shit. The only thing that my base had a problem with were my lurk kings, because fuck me. They, oh my god, they just got past everything. They just ran past everything <laughs> and just have loads of health. And that was fun. Yeah. That's, that's what I want. That's because the settlements at the moment, you build a thing and you go, build some houses, right, that's useless to me now. I need a thing. Basically, in a settlement, all you need is a place to store your stuff. And that's the only rule you're getting out of it as a player. They never actually really hmm. do anything else. I mean, maybe in survival on mode. Survi- on survival easy, mode, yeah. they're a little bit more... Even as like someone who's put a lot of hours into survival mode now, for the most part, basically, aside from your one main settlement, which does have to be properly laid out because like because you can't carry much stuff with you yeah. you have to very carefully lay everything out and you use separate containers and it's all properly organized and stuff and it needs to be a really big adhesive farm and food farm and produce a ton of water and dirt, dirt, dirt. for the most part most settlements you find you still follow the basic rule of as long as it has a water pump a source of food and enough defenses to make sure it probably won't beds. be attacked yeah you and some and yeah a couple of beds you don't really need much there's still not much point investing much more than that aside from just a couple of settlements dotted around that are your main there's a lot of shallowness to them isn't there oh, they're yeah. totally shallow. i think they're good fun like, to build. Like, i mean i've spent a lot of time building very pretty looking no, I have as well. and, stuff, and then the ai bounce into the walls and the cows appear in well, the and then after like, you've spent ages building it this ceiling refuses to clip on because the ceiling never clips on properly because yeah. the roof the roofs genuinely despise you and fall out <laughs> Well, this is it. Like, you're sat there and, you know, you've got your 20 settlers and they don't 
have any personalities and they don't mean anything and they're just there. Yeah. And it's stuff. like, why do I care? And you don't, nothing you do seems, I mean, your happiness meter changes and that's it. You know what would make I mean, the, the settlement so much better is if they were attacked more and the settlers could just die. And they had personalities and they actually... No, because if, if the they could was... simply just die, I would actually put more effort into giving a well, shit. Some of, can do. Die. some of them do. So, like, One thing I did so know that rare. I've told, actually, is, um, you know Voltec Rap in Good Neighbour? Yeah. Hmm. If you if you if you sign him to um, sanctuary and then you don't give him a job, he kills himself, commits suicide. Yes, oh. I'm aware of that because uh, Rebecca didn't get to him in time, and he had offed himself, so she actually rolled back about seven or so hours of game. Which is actually quite, which I actually really quite like. That's yeah. genuinely nice. I don't like that because he bugged the fuck out for me, and I couldn't assign him to anything. Yeah. Oh yeah, a lot of that. Especially since he's a legendary trader. So if you make him, if you make him a shop trader, he carries loads of good, really good stuff, which is cool. Yeah, I've ne- I've never well, got anything special out of him. But, 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 but that's position. it though. I, I I hate the idea of that. You know, like Hancock, for example. Hancock goes. You know what? I'm ready to. You know, I, you know, I'm losing touch. You know, I want to get out there and see the world. And you go, okay, go to Sanctuary Hills and farm corn. Yeah. And there is no complaint at all. Yeah, but Piper's fine too. Piper joined up with me because she wanted to learn the amazing stories that she'd get from travelling around with me. Then I immediately put her onto, onto corn forming duties and she just quietly got on with it. Like, I can get the settlers not complaining, but why don't they? It feels... This, the settlements have always felt... I mean, for, for, while I enjoy the building, sure, they've always felt off thematically. And I and this new DLC just takes that no i think no level. i think thematically building a settlement building a nice big wall round starlight park and going i live here you just start that's that is how the rest of the commonwealth came together that's the people who go they make a stand and say i have a place in this world now that's a very human thing to do it's just that once you've built that thing there's no real personality to it. I feel a bit. Now too I feel easy. like I'm missing out because I never, at any point in my life, have I gone out into the middle of a field, built a wall around it, and said, "This is mine well, now. See, this is I'd my love, domain. All hail it, King it, John." I've done that. I'd love it so if it worked more times. a bit like wow. um, well sort of prison architect, where that you go, okay, I need all this built here, but none of it will actually build, like except for the basic stuff, like if you build structures and stuff, none of it will build unless you have some people there. Yeah who can actually build it for you when it takes time, and it's not just like, Shit. you know what, See, you've, I'm going to build a house, it'll take me. Prison architect, and I know for a fact that's how I'm going to spend my evening. Yeah. Have you also Rick. basically just suggested that Fallout 4 will be improved by adding wait times into it, Matt? Because if yes, so, I may have to you know throttle what? you to death. No, legitimately. Right, not huge um, ones, You see, you see in Prison Architect, the wait times are important because I try and do stuff overnight because I'm demolishing walls and trying to build things back up. And if, if you know if shit if if shit hits the fan, it's because I didn't actually get the right workers in the right place at the right time. Hmm. So there's actually a point to all that stuff. Well, there's mechanics to it, and if if Selma were attacked more, like because the thing is, it's like oh you know what, oh, oh you know I want to get away from whatever's on the ground, so I'm just gonna in about the space of three minutes build a big tower, demolish the floor, and sleep in the top in this. I, I, yeah, but Fallout's full of stuff like that. It's full of time acceleration just to make it a more fun game experience. Like sleeping and stuff and, and just no, sitting yeah, around but, yeah. and Your character just sitting Oh, sleeping is day. not fun in survival mode. You probably wake up with parasites and all sorts of diseases. <laughs> it's just, I think that, no, I'm fine with like little speed up. I just think being able to build a whole house in 10 minutes is just 
off. I think not, it's not ten enough minutes. More. If you go into the prefabs, you just press a button and there's a house. Well, that's it. I feel I, not, I, be... I went up. You can just literally like the first time you get Sanctuary Hills. You can activate the workbench, go up to a tree and pull it down with your mighty fist in one second, and then go over to an empty spot and say there should be a house there, and this is now a house. I see. That's I just feel like in that three is... button pushes you can build a house. Yeah, but that's just that's just the game going right. Let's just speed this up. Nobody wants to be here going chop, chop. This isn't, well, this no, isn't fucking think, rust. This is Fallout. I don't think it should be done. No, I don't think it should be done like that. I do think, however, that... You know, like, in Sanctuary Hills, the first settlement, you get Codsworth there. He's defunct there. Um, you know, you're like, okay, I need this tree cut down. I need, you know, these things. And Codsworth's like, you know, I can do that for you. And he does it, and it takes some time, and he has to go around doing them. Yeah. And, I would not mind know. a survival-ish mode variation yeah. where you could actually, like, you do genuinely, it takes time to do things. Like, you have to chop things down, oh, God, and it I takes time that. to build, and you need no, to assign people not to build manually. things. That's my not least manu- favourite thing about no, 90s. I, I, I hate it if days. you had to chop things down manually. I mean, if you could actually assign settlers to do those things, and, you know, instead of being able to build a whole wall around the Starlight Drive in, you know, whatever, five minutes... Uh, that you know you can assign all those areas to be walled and then your people have to stop building them and then there's a it becomes night and then there's an issue because fucking you know i feel i um, feel like stuff like that really hampers down, creativity you know? like I, I the other day i was like i want to build a slums i want to build a big skyscraper out of concrete that's basically filled with beds and it's my slum so when people can first turn up they can live there and then you know they can get houses and stuff but that I then built across the course of like a day or two in the game because I was just going through it all. But if I had to build a bit of thingy and then wait for a settler to come over and click the thing, or I had to sit there and wait for it to go building now, I don't think that adds anything. I just think that slows me down. I think you'd probably do it with like wireframing. In creative mode, you could fly and do wireframing and then you could commit to it and then people would start building it. You could actually build the whole well, structure no, of it. I, I, I agree with you a bit, but that's why I like the idea of what John said about the idea of having a survival mode variant of the Settlements. Yeah, I'm still holding like, out for Nuka World to come out with the equivalent of because when um the final Skyrim DLC came out, it came out with a new high difficulty. I want a new high difficulty because survival is too easy. Yeah, I, I want the equivalent of Skyrim Legendary difficulty to be shipped with uh, Nuka World. I want something harder yet. I need a harder difficulty. Of oh, course, it's, it's too no, easy. It it's easy. too easy once you get to about level 35. It's it's doable at that point. I mean, the, the, the early game is really tense. It's bloody terrifying. Like it's a like it's made me completely fall over, all in love with Fallout Four all over again. Doing like know, the first you, ten the, to twenty levels of survival mode was amazing. You know, then you get then you get high levels, and then you get to the Brotherhood, and then you have all the settlements set up, and then you get like the fucking vertebrates and the grenades at like twenty. But I, I kind packs. of like that progression. I like the prog- it's the same reason I quite like um the progression in uh say Far Cry Three and Four. Which is you spend, at the beginning, you're kind of scrappy and you're really struggling. But once you actually, especially in Far Cry 4, I think, once you get to about the mid-game, actually you have become much more powerful. Rather than the enemies just scaling up to match you so it's the same challenge as before, actually you can coast a bit more because you're much more established. I like the feeling of growth as a character that I've come from nothing and it was really hard at first, but I worked hard and invested. And now, as a result, I've got these allies and these vertebrates and these much better guns and this much better armor. I feel like I've been rewarded for my planning and hard work and I like that. I agree, but I think they should just be a bit more balanced in the sense of the vertebrate things. I think the signal grenades could be more, should be more expensive. Yeah, oh, yeah, there massively. Be less I, I, to- I totally agree on that. The vertebrate grenades are way too cheap. The vertebrates you're in when flying should be more flimsy because they're flimsy anyway. But I mean, when you're flying in them, they're pretty strong. They seem to be invisible as well. Unless you start trouble, no one yeah. really seems to shoot at them. I feel they should be attacked. Mm. Uh, and I feel they should be a bit more flimsy. So there is a risk to going in them. Mm. There is a, I could save time 
but there's a risk here, you know, I'm spending quite a bit of money and I'm using a rare resource, you know, I might mm. die. It feels it. really damn good though. Like it creates a whole new sensation of things. Like um, when I complete, like when you go to the end of the glowing sea and having finally made it like to the end of the glowing sea, which by the way, glowing sea, you have to do all in one go because there's literally no place you're allowed to save or rest in the glowing sea. Oh yeah, yeah. Because all the beds are on rads and you yeah. can't sleep in rads. So you literally have to do the entirety of the glowing sea in one go, which is amazing to do and then when you're done with it actually calling in a vertebrate and just being carried out by air is the most amazing feeling it's well, this, genuinely fantastic one of my favorite experiences in fallout 4 was, it was when i was playing it on the ps4 and i found um uh quincy yeah quincy ruins yep uh that filled with gunners and i wandered in there about level 10 oh um, and then Baker there? blew you up with a fat man. I know how well, the story no, ends. No, I survived. I was alive. I was fucking crippled. I ran out of stim packs. I managed to kill fucking Tessa. You know, I managed to kill like the two guys in power armor. I was being attacked from all fucking sides. Super mutants fucking turned up. You know, it was this fucking war zone, and it was it was mad and insane. I couldn't survive, and I fucking called in a vertebra, and the vertebra fucking came down and gave me some support and I fucking was trying to get to the ver like limping towards the fucking vertebird over encumbered with all the fucking really expensive high level shit I'd gotten like fucking no stim packs left fucking being this amazing just oh my and I got to the vertebird and as I got just as I got to the vertebird the vertebird fucking exploded <laughs> and I died and that was amazing but and I feel like that should still be a thing that happens even when you're level 30, 40. It can do. Like, um, if you've not done... Uh, what's the one? I always call it Death from Above. It's not called Death from Above. That's um, from Fallout 3, Broken Steel. Uh, the one where you're attacking Fort Strong from the Verse Bird and you have to take on the Behemoth and all the other super mutants. Yeah, uh, the, yeah. That on survival mode is insanely oh, I, tricky. I, I watched one of that, yeah. Fucking that, um... hell, that is, that is really hard to do. It's because the way it's because the way it's, it's it's structured the way you have to take out the payments. Um, since we don't have much time left, uh, just want to talk about as well the next two DLCs, Nuka World, which we have don't have any information for really. But that really needs to be as good as Far Harbor. That needs to be as good as Far Harbor. I don't think it will be. I think it could it be. be. I like the idea. I like the idea of a theme park with different themed worlds, so they can be so aesthetically well, it's going to be, be really different. No, that would be great. But I feel like faction wise and like. I, I like my Fallout thinks that's installed on my main menu, my add-ons list. It says install. It says it? in the game. It says you can just purchase it like outright, and says it's out. Yeah. When you, hmm. I don't know why. <laughs> I, uh, I'm then... just the, the thing that's going to make or break it for me is is it going to be a is it going to feel like a proper conclusive end to mm. Fallout Four as a game? Because so I'd say a, a good final end, DLC can do a lot to ease people's dissatisfaction with what's come before. Like I still say that Mass Effect 3 Citadel salvaged the ending of Mass Effect 3 completely because Mass Effect 3 Citadel was the perfect ending. <laughs> it was beautiful. Yeah. It was just... And anyone who's played Mass Effect 3 and really didn't like the ending and walked away from Mass Effect to that point being really dissatisfied, didn't bother with the DLC, play Mass Effect 3 Citadel. It is the most perfect ending to that franchise imaginable. It is beautiful. Yep. Well, that's it. it. Hopefully, it'll be good. And then the other DLC is the uh, Vault Tech. Like, build your own vault. Which I'm really hoping is going to be like Automatron, it's not be. like It is going to be Automatron. It's, it's got story and missions and stuff, apparently, to it. It's better. It needs to. Yeah. And those small-scale story DLCs I'm quite excited for. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I, I mean, what they've done with this, they've done two large, large DLCs. They've done two kind of small DLCs and then they've done two very small DLCs as opposed to like five medium 
yeah. DLCs like they did previously. And I'm a bit mixed because on one hand, the the good deal, the, the big, like, Far oh, was amazing. Hmm. Uh, but on the other hand, I liked having all the different experiences in Fallout New Vegas and 3. Like, every DLC was such a different environment and experience. Oh, I just remembered something. Bethesda don't have a good history for ending their Fallout games on a high. No. See, I had Fallout... to actually write my own fucking ending for Fallout 4. You did, yeah. The, final, really the final Fallout... The, no, I mean, the, the ending of Fallout 3, the final DLC Fallout 3 is Mothership Zeta, the one everyone hates, because it's oh. garbage. <laughs> Oh. I mean, it's got good loot, but it's garbage. Oh, really? I feel that was the final that? one that came out, and that was terrible. Technically, technically the canon ending. That's the only DLC that about two-thirds of the way through, I'm literally thinking, God, I just want this to end. I mean, yeah, there's that. I'm worried about that. And then this... this I'm excited for this, this Vault-Tec one, because the story stuff seems kind of interesting. And you know what? I mean, it's functionally silly, but, you know, building your own Vault-Tec vault it's quite fun. kind of fits... The vault experiment experiments could be fun. Yeah, yeah, I mean, thematically you can be like, you know, your character's angry and mad. and. I mean, it. I've said all along, if they add guinea pigs into the game so you can actually create the carnivorous guinea pig vault, all is forgiven. That's it. I'm happy. <laughs> I wonder how far it'll let us go with it, really. That's my mm. question. Carnivorous guinea pig, like... that's all I need. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Will it let us make fucking any vault we want, or will it be, like, super limited? Or super what, limited, you know? one space only. You've got to do these certain objectives, end of DLC. Possibly, yes. But I think the uh, Mm. Nicola World thing. I wonder if it. I wonder because it says installed. I wonder if it's actually on the map somewhere, but no one's found it yet. It'll normally be off. These are normally off map. Yeah, because they're ever so slightly off the map. I wonder if you could just walk to a bit of the map and then they've added like a little section up north somewhere. I think you'd notice if it downloaded like five gigs of DLC. Unless it's been downloading it little by little. (sighs) No. Probably not. No doubt. Only probably. No, 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 just not even probably, just no. Even if you could theoretically see something, it's probably not. Like, there is a, there is um, famously, like, in Skyrim, you can actually look south and see bits of the White Gold Tower. Yeah. But it's not, it never ca- it never came out in DLC. People think, oh, so that's going to be DLC then, because look, you can see it to the south. But no, that was just a little bit of flavour. It wasn't actually there. So. Yeah. Bethesda have form for putting in stuff that you can vaguely see in the distance that doesn't necessarily mean anything. Yep. Yeah. I, I don't know. Overall, I think Fallen Force DLC is reasonably strong. Yeah. I would. I, um, I mean, it's it's nowhere near as good as New Vegas's. No. But I'd think, say on balance, it's it's as, it's as good as far. It's as good as Fallout 3's. I think Far Harbor's still like the best DLC. I, I would ever. say it's overtaking the pit in my affections as the best one ever. Yeah. Ooh. But at the same time, I think overall, I I prefer getting five interesting. Even you know, even though you get like Mothership Zeta and like, I mean, you know, a lot of people say they really don't like um, Sierra Madre. Oh, Dead Money was a fun experiment. Well, that's that's the thing. I and it was a really existed. good plot. Really good story. I don't know. I, Dan, you haven't played this, but like the idea that like it changed the gameplay up so much and does something completely different and experiments with a different style of gameplay. And I really like having to play the game differently and I like it giving me a different experience. That's what I want out of that. It's also really important to note that Dead Money was the first DLC, so loads of people went into it thinking, well, I'm a high-level character and I know this game really well. This will be super Uh, easy for I have all my gear and all my skills and I'm amazing. So the first DLC had to be the one that literally punched you in the gut and said, no, you are my bitch now. For context, Uh Sierra Madre is the first DLC. You go to a fucking random bunker. You get knocked out by sleeping gas. You wake up with a bomb collar around your neck and everything removed. There's poisonous gas everywhere and these weird creatures uh, with gas masks on that want to kill you. And they don't die. They keep coming back. 
Yeah, and then you have to go around saving someone who's had a vocal cords cut out, and then there's some weird plot with the casino, and then the guy wants to murder you. Everyone wants to murder you. Everyone wants to murder you. Even the people that say they don't totally do. It's a horrible experience, but it's totally... Sounds fun. It's really good as well, because in the end, you get to a vault, and there's like loads of gold. Like, tons of it. Like, 50 bars of gold, and they're all worth five grand or something like that. Yeah. But you can only carry like five before you're over-encumbered. And there are ways. I did it on... Um, I, I managed to do it. Like, you can actually pick them all up and go out over encumbered If you can play it well enough, you can get it all. And it's an interesting DLC. It's a dark DLC. But yeah, Matt just like broke the blues. story, by the way, because the whole point is the, the theme of the DLC is supposed to be let go and that greed is what dooms people. So if you it try is. and take all the gold that you're over encumbered, you don't have time to get out of the vault. And that means you die and you leave. And there is actually a non-conventional game over that says, you just fucked up and now you're stuck down there forever. But yeah. if you try and take it all out. So you're only supposed to be take out a tiny little bit and then you're supposed to run out because that's all you've got time to do. But yes, there are ways to break the game and break the story thematically by taking Fuck it all. Fuck your thing! Hey, I wish was a good player. And then I see Edward Blues, which is a bit silly and... A bit, a bit silly? Okay, it was very silly in camp, but it fit within the fun that the universe didn't feel too out of place, you know? Mm-hmm. And then you had something like Loans of Road, which was serious, and it was kind of it's not terribly it's interesting. Like, like Dead Money, it's a beautiful example of storytelling through mechanics. Mm. And Fung Harbor, to me, it was really, it's a, still the best DLC, I think, but it was a lot kind of more of the same, and it was kind of what new, it was what did what a lot of New Vegas did, that we wanted from Fallout 4. Yeah. And I like that, but I kind of think I would have preferred several new experiences. Dan, would you have... Have you even played Far Harbor, Dan? Yeah, I'm playing through it. I mean, I'm still playing through the actual main game. Mm. And I'm playing through The Witcher, Blood and What's-Its-Tits. You you should really try and play... Um, like, even on Fort New Vegas, literally, even if you don't like the base game, try and just give some of the DLC a go. Uh-huh. Like... Give, do some cons commands to level up your character a little bit and just go try and do depth and just see what they're like because they're all basically different games yeah. entirely. Except apart from Honest Hearts, which isn't that special. Okay, fuck Honest Hearts, that's very boring. But the other ones, okay. it's basically this weird stealth kind of slightly psych- psychological horror game and other ones, this weird like camp 50s robotic comedy. Well, mercifully, we're in the summer slump now, so I might actually get some time eventually to play some video games, mm. although it does mean that tonight all I'm playing is Prison Architect, because Matt's a prick. You're welcome. Matt's a prick. Are we done with, are we done with this past. thing? Because I'm really yeah, fucking late. You need to go at yeah, 10. Yeah, need to go at 10. Yeah, right. No, anyone got any more news? No. No. The Steam well, sale yeah, starts but... tomorrow. Go don't go spend money. The Steam sale's already started, VOD people. Has it? <laughs> Ooh, nice. It's almost like, yeah, they're in the future, John. Anyway, thank you for listening. Yeah. Uh, Dan's been very unenthused by this whole conversation. Well, I kind of zoned out. I'm really hungry. I noticed. Ooh, Watch Dogs 2 sounds good. Nobody cares. No, they and do. On that, they've said well, there's no towers. Well, there's no towers. Yeah, they're taking the towers out. Yeah, because you got to climb up fucking buildings this time instead. No, but it's going to be different because there's going to be no main story. You like, all you need to, you, like, if you want to, you can just free roam and you complete the entire game by free roaming. Okay, that sounds good. That watch, sounds really. Watch it be nothing like that. Watch but, it be really but, but, we can talk about that next week because this is now a weekly show and only two hours long. Hooray! <gasps> Yay! Yay! Da, 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 da. It's done now. Bye, Ooh. everybody! Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye bye.